All right, it's a beautiful day here at the bomb hole, which is presented by Run Through a Wall Smelling Salts and also Pub Beer. Now, today's guest host, we got Jeremy Jones in the studio. What's happening, Jeremy? What's up, Chris? Thanks for having me. We're happy that you're in here to host uh, this beautiful Denver or podcast. Denver, how you doing, dog? So good. Um, pleasure. It's a pleasure. Such a, dude, what is what was the? I already forgot it because I'm. Tripping, oh, we but. were just watching the homies cooked drop. Homies cooked. <laughs> we should maybe start it off with. Uh, I didn't know that was gonna be one of these in the intro. Yeah, that's it's so good in there. So good. Yeah, that's why I hit up. I hit up uh, Young Dolly for a homies cooked drop. I was um, trying not to laugh. Yeah, in your intro, you know, legendary human. And so, for our listeners that don't know who Denver is. Uh, Denver Orr is one of snowboarding's rising stars. I think he's highly underrated, and he's sitting on a body of snowboard segments that are all-star caliber. With some of the heaviest tricks we've seen in the streets, he's also a true ATV, all-terrain vehicle that can ride everything from half-pipe, I seen him do back-to-back sevens the other day, to streets, <laughs> to kickers. Denver's got an infectious positive vibe about him, and he's got a bright future. So let's get into it. Now, talking about... He's so a, sweet. So nice. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> little uh, deep dive on uh, talking about the bright future, though. I almost think we should go into your dark past of... Uh, you were a bombhole employee at one point for a short amount of time, right? Yeah, I try not to talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a hard, hard time. You know, hanging with uh, Phil and seeing you down the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is at my house, right? At your house. And who's Phil? Uh, Phil the dog. Yes. It's your dog. Yes, he is. If you forgot. Let's give him an air horn. Um, for the listeners, you know. Shout out, Phil. <laughs> yeah. No, Chris, it was so Chris, sick. Did you have to be best. reminded about this position? Well, yeah, because he was like, I'm like, you know, Phil, my dog. He's like, yeah, dude, I used to work at the bomb hole at your house. <laughs> and, hang out and I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. It was very short. I don't even remember how long it was. I think it was like a, a week or two weeks, like quick work, you know. But Put on the resume, dude. I, I needed it, you know, and you helped me out in a, it was a dark mm-hmm. time, so. Weren't there long enough for the benefits, though? No, yeah. I got a sweater, but that was really it. <laughs> Throw me on the resume, dog. I'll hook you up if you need, if you need a reference. Um, Always. Let's talk Tahoe. Um, I want to hear about, you know, I want to hear about your parents and where you're from. Yeah, I heard they're dude. legendary humans. They're pretty legendary, for sure. Super, um, super air horn? Super. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I was still going. But yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> next level. They're the best. Um, definitely couldn't have asked for anything better. They're number one. Yeah. So they, they, they've been running shit for a while in Tahoe and um, doing USASA. They've been doing USASA since 2015 now. They just stopped uh last winter was their last winter doing it so yeah they're pretty stoked to be done my dad's definitely stoked to be done my mom's not as stoked because she loves just communicating and coming together with the community and being a part of snowboarding and what me and my brother have loved since day one you know so yeah um they're awesome but my dad's ready to surf 
and you know relax on the beach so <laughs> so they're both snowboarders too uh, my mom skis yeah my dad boards nice yeah he's boarded you know, since before i was born skated and surfed he's a surf rat yeah so pretty awesome that's killer yeah i love seeing the second gen snowboard people because we're jones and i are first descendants <laughs> we didn't have parents that board but it's cool to see you know you're you're a product of uh, parents that board. I love seeing that. Dude, yeah, for sure. And just having, yeah, I mean, they're so, they're like both recovering alcoholics as well. So that's a huge mm-hmm. part of their story, which I think is extremely important in my story as well. Um, and that coming, just that whole mindset of life and like that community that they are built around um, is like, I think so much it's very misunderstood and like I wouldn't understand it coming in from like an alcoholic's perspective or anything like that um but from their perspective it's shown me a lot about just like being who I am and accepting me for me and um them being a part of USASA and all that is uh you know they show tenfold of how much they care about us and like their community and how much it means to be a part of something bigger than themselves for sure so that's super important as parents when did they start sharing that information with you and making you part of that excuse me kind of i guess their their healing process and what that was like coming out of the as like recovering addicts um alcoholism you said mm-hmm. like when did they start sharing those storylines with you um yeah pretty like early for sure you know it was just like this it i feel like i can't remember a time when i didn't know what that was you know like i've always kind of known what a, an alcoholic was necessarily i don't know it's very interesting because i like yeah it's just been and such a thing for so long in my family that it's like you know don't drink because you want to feel cooler and shit like that you know it doesn't matter and like um i've always felt like that's a very big part of um a lot of the world is like just that whole aspect and you know drinking is a huge part of how the world works as yeah social community community and socially yeah it's so where are you at with interesting I'm like right in the middle there, you know. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll dabble every once in a while. I went to Smashing Pumpkins last night. And I had a couple drinks before, and it was epic. But then I like, you know, let it power down and just have a good time, and and then I don't do it for like a month, and it's great. <laughs> it's it's so sick. Yeah, there. Well, yeah. that's the thing about drinking too is there's there's like healthy drinking where you go out and you have a couple beers with dinner, mm-hmm. or you have good balance, and there's there's unhealthy where it's fucking up relationships and things in your life and and i guess recognizing which side of the fence you're on is important i think too for sure mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i mean and a, another big part of all that is like just having my brother around and he's had his problems with alcoholism as well and still you know working his way through it and um doing Ol- his own thing you know and older brother sorry. older brother yeah 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 he's like a year and a half older um one of my biggest inspirations in my life for sure and or the biggest i would say definitely he's just right there always been right there just way better than me at everything and 
so um yeah just naturally talented and it's just unreal like i i didn't i we didn't we like lost connection for a while too and i uh not too long ago we like rekindled it and it just our bond has become a lot stronger from moving back to tahoe um and yeah just watching him skateboard is one of the most insane things ever because he just rips so hard it's so crazy dude like just fucks it up (laughs) it's sick it's crazy so you're the youngest jones are you the youngest no i have a younger brother and sister and a bunch ahead of me too (laughs) i always feel like the younger siblings are the fucking they're trying to hang with the old dogs so they they end up being rippers Mm -hmm. dude oh for sure yeah seems common um we got a patreon we got a whole gang of amazing patreon questions Silk D, why don't you fire up on that Silk camera a good Patreon question? Yeah, totally. We got one from Cruz Rodriguez, kind of Sick. about what we've been talking about. He says, hey, Denver, you know how much I love your parents and what they've done for our community with running USASA South, South Shore Series. Your dad kills it, surf slash skate and snow, and your mom is an absolute Iron Woman goddess, along with, being, along with them being the kindest and lighthearted people. Tell us about how they shaped you and your brother into who you are today and your ATV skills and undeniable South Lake style. <laughs> Sick. Cruise yeah, well, shout out the Cruz family. They're amazing. The Rodriguez are Rodriguez's. Rodriguez's? Yeah. Oh, works. Rodriguez family. Shout out. There they're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they, two younger rippers. They're just, they're going to be amazing when they're older. It's so sick. But um, yeah, what was the first part of that? I guess how your your mom or your parents shaped you doing USASA, both you and your brother, I believe, was the first part. Like I said, with the whole community part, and that's that's always been a big part of it. And I think when they took it over, it was it was just like they were showing me that they cared about what we did, and they and at the time it was all about snowboarding for both of us. So they were just like, we want to support you guys and. We want to be a part of it and try and understand it more. Because my dad, like, my dad's a surfer by heart, you know, and soul and works construction like a madman. And then he would, on the weekends, go up four in the morning and then go set up the the setup for USASA, you know, Saturday and Sunday, whatever, and just be up there till eight or something in the afternoon and just, and then he'd do that five days a week a week for work and it's just like such an insane work ethic as well which is like I wouldn't be where I am without watching him constantly just just working all the time it's just insane he's still doing it. he's just turned 60 and like he just works works out like surfs and he's in the best shape ever it's just it's unreal and my mom is you know with uh what the Rod- Rodriguez family said they uh they mentioned like how she is an iron man woman and it's that is a huge part in uh my athletic um what am i prowess <laughs> yeah. that would be a deep word prowess is Pra prowess your athletic prowess yeah 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 mm-hmm. my drive drive okay. yeah <laughs> that's um but yeah she i mean she's done few different half Ironmans um, and a few full Ironmans. And I don't know if anyone knows what an Ironman is, but two and a half 
mile swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and then a 26 mile marathon, which is, you know, thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, each, it's one one of those things, each one of those things by themselves is an athletic feat. Yeah. Athletic feat. Yeah. For I, sure. Just that comment, Iron Woman Goddess, that <laughs> Cruz laid out there, I thought was, I, I didn't even realize, I didn't know that she had actually physically done an Ironman, yeah. but just that compliment alone was pretty powerful. I thought, you know, to have a parent leave that kind of impression on the community and then your friends and that are all into the same thing that most people have a hard time getting into and supporting like that's such a such a dope shout out to your mom like respect yeah. to that and it's i just think that's rad get behind you and your brother that there's just honestly nothing better than that dude yeah for sure and that's the kind of you know that the mindset that her and my dad have and the love they share with the community and the people around them and the kids like is i don't know it's just unreal you know because I, I i mean there's so m much a part of my life where I, I was focused on being just cool and like skating and snowboarding and not you know just me 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 type vibe and um they've always kind of been able to be a very uh large voice in not being about that and you know doing it for a higher reason and like for other people and mm -hmm. which is so God. so sick and so i'm so thankful for it you know it's unreal man uh are they do they do a program are they part of like AA or anything? yeah yeah they've been that's doing so aa for years they're like sponsors you, and the thing yeah. that i think so cool with that program is that people you know they th uh a lot of times people walk in there to the program and they're like you're feeling down go help somebody yeah. And, and it's all about the sense of community. And, and I love this conversation because, you know, I get scared where we're heading with technology because, you know, it's really easy to isolate nowadays where you can, you got TV, you got your phone, you can sit in a room by yourself. You don't even have to leave. You got DoorDash. You might go to the grocery store and now there's like self-checkouts where you don't even interact with the anybody. You can go into a grocery store and not have to say hi to anybody and then go home and just stare at a screen and like you don't like the human interaction is like technology is beautiful because we have FaceTime and things like that. There's the, but there's also this like this like isolation that I think it's causing a lot of damage. And it and I love things like you're describing your you know your your parents being so into community and USASA and bringing people together. And I just like want to highlight how important societally and culturally and, and just us as humans like how important that is and right it seems like it rubbed off on you 100 percent. Right? it's mm -hmm. like i i mean it's the most important thing you know we're all here feeling like we are alone and just don't know what's going on and you know no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow and it's like we we can talk about our feelings and communicate in a way where we don't have to feel so alone and like no one knows how to do that though which is fine but that's why we got to talk about it more exactly. so that people understand that they can learn how to talk about it. You know, it's like, it's just so, that's, it's so interesting. The thing that's so great about those programs too, for anybody who hasn't been is you, you walk in a room and, and you have, you have 30, 10, 20, 30 people in a room talking about going around sharing, talking about their stories. And you look around you as, Oh, everybody's got the same fucking problems as me. I thought I was alone internalizing these problems 
now we're talking about it. And that's a big inspiration for this show and realizing that like, oh, like people are internalizing their issues when it's like we can just just talk about them and it's okay. And then everybody doesn't feel as alone, which is great. 100%. I mean, it's, dude, yeah. I, I like just went through a little stint where I just like was fully ghost, just ghost mode. And I do it so much because it's like I have just this impending doom thing that comes around here and there and it's just this you know your your mental state like it it goes and it it comes and goes and it just it's a never-ending just roller coaster like life is Mm -hmm. but the more you understand that idea as well the more you can accept the fact that that's a real thing and like continue to learn how to understand it and learn how to be just okay with who you are and it's okay how, it's, how do you how do you do that what what do you do any any pointers and how to d- navigate those yeah, waters i got some pointers <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh we're all just trying to learn how to be okay yeah you know? and Straight have that up. perspective i mean just just the perspective alone right like to to start there is huge and then but it there's tools like you you must have some so like to chris's point i want i'm interested for sure for sure yeah i mean like, first of all, I obviously haven't been this way my whole life. You know, it's like there's been so many different versions of the person that I am so far. And there's mm-hmm. are continuously going to be so many different versions. Um, but one thing that I think has helped me a whole lot to just start to evolve into the person that I'm going to become and am now is meditation and that. I, once I moved out to Salt Lake, it was a big part of um, just like coming uh, to peace with being in a city full of all my favorite snowboarders and all these people I looked up to and like not feeling like I'm good enough for any of that and like uh, just being, yeah, dude, like feeling so lost and confused and um what it what's the um just imposter syndrome vibes you know Mm -hmm. just so out of place and like i've snowboarded my whole life you know and i'm like finally in a place where i am surrounded by people who care about snowboarding as much as i do and it's like i was just telling myself that i did not deserve or belong at all you know which is yeah it's it was it's just weird, but it's always been like, that's, that's a whole nother topic that's always been there. But I had to find a way to understand these feelings and learn how to work through um, the thousand different voices that are flying through my head. You know, it's like endless, dude. You, I mean, you guys know you're human beings. Like, it's endless. Like, and, it, and as soon as you sober up too, it's just like, it's way more active and like, that's why you got to learn how to, you know, understand it and be okay with like all the crazy shit that's coming into your head. And like, yeah, the meditation though is such a powerful avenue and you can learn so much about yourself. And it's, I believe it's the best way to grow as a human being for sure. And just come to peace with who you are and knowing that it's like so dope to be who you are you know it's so dope and yeah i mean practicing mindfulness 
which is the um, I I don't know if I can bring out the direct def, uh, dictionary definition, but it's just like the practice of being completely in the moment and um, hearing those negative thoughts, learning to wick work through them in the moment, let them flow and not hold on to them and bring you down to a lower version of yourself. And same with like it, you know, surrounding yourself with people, you're surrounded by so many different people all the time. Everyone else has a different perspective and no one understands what's going on. Like it's, it's crazy, you know, but like being surrounded by people that are negative in a um, general sense, you know, can be really, really hard. And there are those people and they will find you at times. Um, and I think meditation has really helped me learn how to take those interactions and those people in my life and learn to have a different reaction with how I interact with them and interact with myself, myself in a situation like that, you know, um, like somebody could say your snowboarding's whack, for instance, and you just like take it up the ass and you just like don't want to hear it. So you get aggressive and you get mad and you like start yelling at them or something. But there's so many different ways a conversation can go. And it's like meditation, I think, helps center you and bring you to the best possible um, version of that scenario whatever it is, you know, and like really you can, I, I think it just, it has helped me like be able to say the things I want to say and mean them, you know, which is what I want to do. Your daily place to jump from essentially check in. Yeah. How reset old, and then how, jump. How old are you? 23. Mm -hmm. God damn. Why is dude, when I was 23, Jesus Christ, this, this guy's wise for a 23 year old. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We, we I wasn't sniffing that stuff until, 40 <laughs> you, you, you got you got you got questions from uh we got some more patreon questions i think uh we got a special patreon member that's got a couple heaters silk d why don't you serve that up yeah um a little bit earlier you guys were talking about like isolation and how we can get kind of buried in our phones and kind of remove ourselves your your mom actually has a patreon question uh she she wants us she wants you to tell us about why you like and dislike <laughs> social media and how it might help or hurt your professional career. Mm. Eater. Sick. She came up with a good question. Mm -hmm. She called me. She's like, what should I ask you? And I was like, Yo, uh, <laughs> mom, I don't like, that's not how this works. And um, <laughs> She's like, should I ask you what's your general philosophy of life? And I was like, I'm not T Ricky. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I can answer that. It'll probably go into so many different directions, but um, no, that's sick. Thanks, mom. Shout out. I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Social media is everyone's uh, little angel and devil at this point because, you know, that, it's just that's what it is to everybody. It's like it helps everyone's work and your livelihood. It's like the thing you need, especially in snowboarding and action sports and if you're an actor or whatnot, you know, that all of that, it's, um, 
definitely an important uh, aspect of life that we can use to our ability to change the narrative and people's perspectives on each other and the world around us, you know. Um, that being said, you can easily get stuck in the cycle of just going like this and, you know, burning a hole in your head. It's so, yeah, there's, I like I've cried because of it. Cause I'm just like, I'm so confused. Like, I don't get this dude. Like, why, why do I have to do this if I love snowboarding? And that's like all that matters, you know? But, uh, um, there's, you have to make sacrifices for your dreams, I think. And that's like mm. one I'm willing to sacrifice. It's like not hard. It's better than going to work a nine to five. I'll tell you that. And I, I love the nine to five grind in the summer. That's the best. And like, I think you need that to know how to like have good work ethic, but, um, this is what I want to do. So yeah, I think for what I want to do with my life and in snowboarding and sharing knowledge that I want to share. I think it's such a good and positive place, um, within reason, you know, you gotta be, you gotta have balance. Balance is like the biggest thing in life as well. For sure. It's all you treat it and your perspective. I think your perspective's on point with the, I mean, your, your quote to quote you just now sacrifice for your dreams. I think that's a, it's such a good, I mean, how perfect is that perspective? Like if you want something, there's a cost to it, no matter what it is, like the easiest thing, there's a cost to that. Right. And then, but to want something big and like a dream that a lot of people might distract you from, especially society too. And then have this social component of, of the media that we're dealing with that's so polarizing on both ends and to find that balance and, you know, to go to your age, like Chris just pointed out 23 and to have the perspective you do is, is super impressive. And to, you know, drop a quote like that, like sacrifice. I mean, it seems simple to some extent, but that's, that's the beauty in, in quotes, like the simplicity is the sophistication. Right. right? And that's what makes things so, so gorgeous. And so I, I appreciate that. 100%. Dude, yeah, thank you. I mean, it it's so simple, like you said, but it's so difficult. Like I told you, I you know, I've cried over this the one dilemma. I mean, there's so many dilemmas in life. Like we we got so much stuff to deal about. Like what's somebody stole a catalytic converter out off my car and like I gotta drive from LA up to Tahoe and it's like I mean it might blow up. I don't know. <laughs> but like it's just like there's so many different things to navigate. So it's you know if you don't want to do the social media thing, don't do it. Like, you know that for yourself, you know, it's there. You just have to like connect with your body and your mind and your soul and just your mental health. Like on all bases, you got to connect with who you are and, you know, come from a place of love when, when doing it. Cause I don't love social media. I don't at all, you know, but I love what it can do and we'll, you know, the message it can send if you're using it right. Mm-hmm. For sure. And like, I'm just a goofy little white kid. So it's, you know, like, who's going to listen to me? <laughs> you know, at the, that's like sometimes where my perspective is because, you know, our world is changing and it's changing for the better. And we're starting to really love more. And um, 
understand what our society has done to so many different cultures in the world. And I'm learning just like everybody else. And, um, I, but I'm not going to just sit back and, you know, let everyone else be a driving force in nature for, uh, growth in humanity. You know, I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to fucking share my knowledge and share my words, especially the words. Cause the words like, dude, I love snowboarding so much, but the words are just like a conversation changes like everything every time. I don't know. Just sharing knowledge and like the way you're thinking in that moment, like just some weird, sh- like you could be thinking some weird shit, but just, you know, share that shit. It's just mm. share anything. Cause whatever's going on in your head, there's something putting that in your head. You know, it, everything is going on for a reason. I believe for sure. Yeah. Mm. Good perspective. All right, we're going to take a quick break and talk to you guys about Bub's Naturals. We're always talking about it here at the Bomb Hole because we hammer all of their products. They recently came out with Bub's Brew. It's their coffee bean, the original blend. It's USDA organic, it's fair trade, and also it's the first ever coffee bean to be Whole30 approved. Another thing we're going to talk about today is Bub's Fountain of Youth Collagen. I actually just discovered that they made flavored collagen, didn't know that, and uh, I've been hammering the Fountain of Youth Collagen, because it's tasty. It's a nice berry flavor, and we all want to relive our glory days out on the battlefield. And if you want to do that, you got to take care of your body, and collagen is huge for you know recovery, so you can go out there and pretend you're still 18 years old, even though you can't grab your snowboard. So we recommend Bub's Naturals. Uh, if you head on over to their website, bubsnaturals.com, use promo code BOMBHOLE, to get 20% off your order. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code BOMBHOLE. Get there. I was thinking about uh, also, you know, if you if you think about, it's kind of interesting to have, you know, Jones here and yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm kind of in the middle as far as coming up in snowboarding with social media and then coming up. I was there. It was happening when I was on the come up, but Jones came up literally no social media. Mm-hmm. You came up and it's like, it's almost like the video is almost dying, but the social media oh, is dying. rising, yeah, right? So it's breaking my heart. I think it's like really good to kind of let's like chew on that little subject for a minute of like yeah, the video versus like you know brands are going to be like, well, you know, we're going to give you money for your Instagram post. We don't really give a shit about your video. That's like how a lot of brands are, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because it's eyeballs and things like that. So where are you at with the the importance of snowboard videos versus social media? Yeah, I mean. Uh, snowboard videos are the most important thing on this planet (laughs) 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 i just think they're amazing like it not because i mean there's people put their heart and soul into that and um i mean dude you know even the best contest riders like sage for instance, Kotzenberg just, you know, he won the Olympics and then was like, I'm going to go film some video parts because I got the money. And like, you know, that's what, that's what I would do if I was him. If he I secured were, the bag. He secured, <laughs> yeah, he secured the bag. Locked it up. For sure. Uh, <laughs> secured the satchel. Shout <laughs> out to Sage for real. He's a big, huge inspo in my eyes, definitely. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, like, it's, it, videos are so important and, I, why are they important? Hard hitting questions. 
Mm-hmm. Why? Are, I'll, I'll just say they're important and not be able to understand why. But <laughs> no, because, dude, it's just like the first off, I think snowboard videos are so important because of skateboarding. You know, it's like what we have come from. And that's, I think skateboarding is still making such a powerful impact off of full parts and videos and like somehow it's working super well i think it's because it's so accessible obviously and like it's yeah it's just way easier to get to but um (sighs) it's the the passion to work on a project with some of your best homies and create something where it's not just one of you and it's it's a unit coming together and making something beautiful and inspiring and doing tricks that no one's ever seen before, you know, like and if you are doing something that people have seen before, it's still so sick. Like you're going out there in the streets in the back country regardless and you're learning and you're exploring a new place and you're just just learning you're just like exploring it's an adventure it's such an adventure you know as you guys know so well like more better than anybody it's such an adventure it's like it's unlike anything else you know i'm just going to comment on the unit i was actually taking the note down the unit as you were saying that the word unit. because it <laughs> that's always what it felt like like that was the important component was the unit the unit is what made it right the unit is is the aa meeting the unit is the retreat the unit is the focus like that all comes together that's where the magic happens and then that's where the project and the video ultimately jumps from and turns out right and as powerful as that unit is like is as good as that movie's going to be. So, and you exactly, can, and dude. you can it always see it in the end. Always. Yeah. That's the NWA. That's the Wu-Tang Clan. That's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's, it's music. It's skating, you know, it's snowboarding. It's, it's in everything. And mm-hmm. the stronger units, the stronger the message and, you know, the stronger the, just like the drive to be better, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you, yeah. yeah, you're just, it's, I like the cataloging of a movie, like the the historical cataloging of snowboarding that videos provide. I just think for that reason alone, they have to always live on. Like we can do these little bits socially and we can plug it in online, but like to have that hard copy and to have that like hard evidence that stuff really went down. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, yeah. That's just, those are the dinosaur bones, dude. Like, <laughs> straight up, <laughs> straight up. You know Sick way to put it. Yeah. yeah, great. Dude, yeah. That's great. 100%. And there's, uh, oh my God. Yeah, dude. It's like, I I still got to watch all these, all the Mac Dog videos because I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a slow learner and I can't like just run through all these movies all at once because I won't, it's a like, lot. I won't pick all of it up because I'm like, I care to understand and just like learn and I'm still learning, you know, and I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep learning. It's so sick, but there's, it's endless too. The catalog is endless. 
that's so sick. And another thing too, just thinking about as you guys were talking, you know, I had the wheels spinning and you look at, you know, you look at social media and it's instant gratifications. I did a trick today. I did a trick five minutes ago and now it's on the internet and it's like, and now I'm, now I'm actually getting my validation right then and there. And then you take what, what makes a snowboard video so great is that you're like, it's, it's delayed gratification in the sense that you're like, I got this trick today. It took me all fucking day. And then I'm going to get 18 more of them or 20 more or five more. And then all my homies are going to get them. And then we're going to put it together. And it's going to, it's going to be like this beautiful group effect of like an album that a band is putting together mm. instead of me recording a quick single that took 30 seconds and immediately putting it out. It's like that working on an album for a musician for a long time and you get to pick the vibe and the feel and the music and then put it all out in this curated thing and then you get to celebrate snowboarding and go to a premiere and then it gets to go as a dinosaur bone 20 years later as a little <laughs> brick in snowboard history whereas maybe the Instagram clip of somebody flying off of a whatever you know, something that you see on the gram that you scroll right through might not be in that same celebrated in the history book or the dinosaur bones the way. It's like the uh, SoundCloud rappers hit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and you know, I mean, the the Instagram stuff can hit so hard, too. Like Absolutely. the Gimbal God phenom, you know, yeah. that like when he started doing that stuff, it, I, it blew my mind. You know, I was like, well, this is unreal. Like. The way he's filming is just so, so right there. You're yeah. right there. Like you, it's almost like you're in a VR experience with Stolly, bro. It's just like so in that method, and you're like, uh, so sick. So but dope. yeah, but there's you know there's there's a place for that in snowboarding and everything else. And there's a you know there's so much room if we just let it, you know, just let it be, <laughs> like just like let everyone create just keep creating and just keep adding because like there's never there's never going to be it's like the world's so big obviously so small at the same time but it's there's so much room to add to the experience of life and the experience of snowboarding it's it's so sick seems like an opportunity for snowboarding to take advantage of that because we have so many angles right like we can look at things negative and and dislike this and dislike that and the way you know it's different than it was or the way you just don't like the way it is if you came up in it this way you know i just but just think out. of the opportunity there like we can bleed out passionate snowboarding in any realm Dude, you yeah. know, you can go Olympic mode, you can go street mode, you can go TikTok mode, TikTok mode, you can go split mode, you, you can, go can go all of those together too. You can go all together, which is in like ATV that's mode. Zeb, bro, like Zeb has done, sure, he's like in process of doing everything in snowboarding and more, you know, mm -hmm. like he's such an inspo in my eyes, like, um, and to so many people for so many reasons, but for me, it's. For for me in my eyes, Zeb is one of just the most anomaly ass type human beings because mm -hmm. he just like he's changing the game and he's changing it for everybody, you know. Not for just the black snowboarding community, you know. He's not like that's not why he did it, you know? Like he loves this shit and he's like here to change the world and like I'm here for that and I'm here to be like, yo, Zeb. 
I want to be at an event with you because your energy is unreal. And Ale- you and Alex are like such a vibe. And you guys get kids stoked. That's like, dude, that's such a big thing. Like I, my selfish ways have come and gone and probably will come again. But like Zeb and what he's doing has shown me so much about just like giving back to the kids again as long as as well as my family, you know, putting instilling that in me. But um, Zeb was, like, such a reminder because he's so cool, dude. He's, like, such a cool dude. He's so chill and, like, so kind and just, un like, a wizard on the snowboard. But, yeah, he just is a wizard with the kids. He's just a wizard, dude. He's, he's a, a wizard. wizard. Like He's just a wizard. He's so period. sick. But, yeah. yeah, with the kids, it's, like, unreal. I don't, I've never seen the energy like that with Wait. anyone our age, too, you know? Like, I mean, we don't know how to, like... <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, well, he, very good he's point. bigger than you know. I always think about this. Like you know, I've been around Danny Cass in his prime and seen Sean White on the hill and seen dude going to a mountain with Zeb is there's it's unlike anything I've seen. He can't get off the chairlift. He can't go anywhere. He's he is mm. it is larger than life. Yeah, dude. as he should be. Oh, because for sure. he's incredible at what he does. Yeah, but, and he's a good human. Straight up. Shout out, Zeb. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, community stuff, though, I heard you got a scholarship back in the day that sounds pretty cool to talk about. Um, scholarship. I think it. Jamie Anderson? Ring a bell? Um, Jamie. Somebody Maybe told me we that know you something about you that Jamie you Jamie Anderson know. scholarship? You and your brother won or something? Me and my brother? Mm, I don't know. That, is that an untrue fact? Well, that's what Pat Bridges Shout out me. Jamie. Yeah, for shout sure. out Jamie. But shout that's a, that's out a, Jamie. That's a She's Bridges, amazing. It's a Bridges story, so you can you mm. can uh, attack him if that's on <laughs> fake news. If yeah. that's fake news. People fake might news. think Bridges knows everything about snowboarding, but he doesn't. <laughs> 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 no, sh- dude, shout out Bridges, obviously. He's obviously. unreal. But um, yeah, dude. So Jamie's done, like, the women's, like, she supported a bunch of girls in the Tahoe community um, mm-hmm. through the Jamie Anderson Foundation. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily know if she gave our family any money or anything like that, financially supporting us, um, which is, you know, what the hell? But um, <laughs> kind of whack. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But... Uh, she's like dude she she gave she got me linked up with barrett christie when i was um 12 i think 13 or something like that and i just emailed her and i was like you're a legend like i love you like can can i get sponsored (laughs) like you know i yeah um but yeah i mean she's she in her own way she's done the jamie uh, foundation thing for us, but I don't know if it's necessarily in a financial way, but she's like, like hooked it up so hard and like been such a driving force in my path in snowboarding for sure. Um, I like one time I went over to her house and I was like, how do I get a GoPro? Like, I would love to get a GoPro. (laughs) Like, they're so sick. I think they were two years old or something. And She's like, yeah, my key's under the door, under the mat, and, like, you can go in the side door, and there's 
a box full of GoPro stuff and you can have all of it. And I was like, what, dude? Like, this is crazy, you know? Like, and coming from the woman, like, the best snowboarder in the world. Um, and at that time, you know, she's just still dominating so hard. And as soon as she's done with the whole baby thing, she's going to be right back to it, you know, um, on a mom level, which is, you know, congrats, Jamie. Shout out. So epic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her and their whole family have just been such a cool, inspira- inspiring, um, just entity in Tahoe and our lives for sure. I saw Joe Anderson the other day. He like rides his bike by her house and he comes by and he's just like so chill, just like crazy hair living in the woods, like the nicest guy on the planet, just humble and human, just fully human, you know? So, uh, great stuff. I think uh, it's a good time to do a little segue here, get into a segment of the show we like to call Run Through a Wall mm. Trivia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. Welcome to Run Through a Wall Trivia. Yo, 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 you're fired. So the concept here is uh, basically we're going to go through rapid fire questions. And um, every time you get a question wrong, you got to do a smelling salt. And you got to grab a fresh one every time because they kind of lose they lose their onion. Yeah, I was actually I was thinking about making a, a bet to just do like 12, make it like 12 with, throughout the day. Standard. But Have you done smelling salts before? Um, I've done one. Okay. Think, yeah. All right. So you know the deal. We could say no and make it more dramatic. Pass me a few more of those. Yeah, Jones is a Jones is a bit of a freak show on these things. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of went with like Tahoe slash Tahoe snowboarding trivia. Oh, excuse me. So we'll see. How, let's see how you do. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's see. First question. <laughs> Which female snowboarder from Tahoe has the most X Games medals? Jamie Anderson. Correct. <laughs> Lake Tahoe borders California and what other state? Oh, Nevada. Correct. <laughs> what the Lake Tahoe is how many miles long? Oh. Three, two, one. 30. 22. Hit a smelling oh, salt. So Hit a salt. All right, here we go. Which snowboarder that is a Tahoe yeah. local has competed in skier cross, border cross, supercross, as well as freestyle snowboard competitions, and is quoted saying, "It's too damn easy. I might have to quit." In his documentary. Five, oh Jesus! Four, is it uh, three, two, two, no one? Wow, that is not good for your Palmer? Tahoe credibility. That's Palmer, brother. Mm, yeah. Wow, not good. That makes sense. That's I hit it not for good. It right. Okay. Okay, let's go. Next question. Where was the first <coughs> snowboard half pipe? A Donner, yeah. B Mount Rose, C Tahoe City. Donner. Five, four. Get another one. Get in there, brother. You gotta <laughs> hit another salt. Okay. Wait, what are, what were the other Tahoe ones? City dump is where the first I snowboard half pipe level, was. Dude. Oh, Tahoe City dump? Yeah. Where is that, dude? Somebody's gotta show me well, that. Jones spot. is hitting the eye. You got that? Yeah, the eyes are sick. Wow, huh? You guys eyes are gnarly. Okay. I saw, I saw you posted something, and there was a, a hockey player. Hockey player They're hitting the eye. Crazy. Okay, here we go. Next question. The, oh. This Tahoe snowboarder was Transworld Snowboarding's Rider of the Year three years in a row from 2001 to 2003. Dude, there's no... Five, five four, 
Three, two, one. <laughs> Evan Jones, bro. Oh, oh my God. God. That's my dog. Credibility I'm going to hit some eyes this for KJ. Like, dude, this is like a plane going into the Andes for your Tahoe credibility. This yeah, dude. Good. I just crashed the banned. entire thing. You're going to get banned from Tahoe for this. Okay. Next. I hope I just get smacked and maybe somebody teaches me something because it's not like I've been taught any of this shit. So. Hopefully right. you got most I'm supposed to go find it, though, right? Go yeah, back. go find everything for yourself, Denver. Like, Okay, next question. Which snow? Snowboarder was the first to jump the train in Tahoe. Five, four. Oh my God, three, um, two, dude, one. Tyler Lynch. Uh, Tyler Lynch. Jesus, no, it's <laughs> Andy Hetzel or Temple Cummins is uh, both acceptable answers. Okay, <laughs> last question. If you fuck, I'm so disoriented If right you now. fuck this up, if you fuck this up, Jeremy and I are both crying, bro. <laughs> Jeremy's big on hitting the eyes. Dude, I got a pile of passion for, over here. As Liz for the listeners, <laughs> listeners, Jones is addicted to eye smelling salt. They're kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Dying to go uh, eye on them. All yeah. right. Next qu- <laughs> last question. This Tahoe snowboarder has the same name as legendary street snowboarder from Utah. Five, four, four three, three. Dude, come on. Two, two, one. Really? Really? Dude? Really? I'm hitting two for that. Jeremy Jones. <laughs> there's two of us. Jeremy Jones. But there's only one real one. <laughs> Come I, on, Denver. Get my back. I can't believe you didn't get the Jeremy Jones. Oh. Denver. Jesus. <sighs> I couldn't was- even hear the question. The time was over already. It takes me. <laughs> my processing uh, modem is not on the same I'm not going to lie you, Denver, that was bad. That was bad. No, that, that was, was, a, that was, that was actually... Idea. As bad as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to apologize, though, because I'm learning. You went and out swinging. Good. I like everyone. this. I like this. Yeah. I that matches for the perspective we've talked about. How am I supposed to know here. this stuff if I've never learned it? You know what I'm saying? Well, that last one I did know, but, you know, it was just. I'll go eye. I want to try eye. We got go s- eye on him. It's good to go oh. fresh. Can you throw me Fire a freshie? I want to go. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? So go. <laughs> So oh, have you, you gone? Have stop. you gone straight eye, or do you, has it only gone nose to eye? I just want to go ahead and oh, le- like break straight it straight eye. eye, dude. Can I do a legal thing here, guys? Like legally, Is it, can I, I legally I, do this? I just wouldn't. Nobody should do this at home. Okay, I just like I think that we should do that because I don't know if it's I like think it clears straight. up your sinuses pretty okay. well, though. All right, I don't recommend it. <laughs> hey, yo. Oh wow! Wow! All right. <laughs> Jesus. Mm, I'll do it. It's like that spicy shampoo that you can get. Mm. Tea tree oil, this minty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I don't can you repeat all idea. the answers of those questions? You want me to run, so I'll, I can I'll learn? Run through, <laughs> hey. I'll run through that real quick. <laughs> what it's was the good, last one again? It's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. There he is. See? Okay. And then you take all of them and you just fucking. So, so this, I'm on dad's game. This one was was bad for you that you didn't get this. Which snowboarder that is a Tahoe local competed in skier cross, border cross, supercross, as well as freestyle snowboard competitions and is quoted saying, It's too damn easy. I might have to quit. Yeah. That's Palmer. That's Palmer. That's Palmer. Yeah, I knew that. Where was the first <laughs> snowboard half pipe? The Tahoe City Dump. That's that was Pat Bridges. If you guys got any problem, he gave me that info. Take it up with him. Shout out, Pat. That's um, a learn for me. I that's a learn. That. So, yeah. yeah, Jeremy Jones and no, dude. Then we got get uh, off my back. <laughs> this Tahoe snowboarder 
was Transworld Snowbreaks Ride of the Year three years in a row, 2001 to 03. Kevin Jones, brother, come on. Yeah, dude, I met Kevin Jones this winter, he's and legend. he's so cool, dude. Then Cute. you got first to jump the train in Tahoe. We'll put the clip on the screen. Him, Hetzel and, and, and Temple Cummins jumped it back in the day. Mm, I met his son this winter. He's fucking cool, dude. Steezy kid. Yeah. And same name, Jeremy Jones. Temple. Jones. So, Temple and... Cannon? Cannon. Or, oh, I'm Hetzel. Sorry. Hetzel? Hetzel? Temple yeah. and Hetzel? Yeah. I think Hetzel was number one. I think Hetzel one. went first. I think yeah, so but too. I wasn't sure. Mm, I didn't have damn. What's up with that? Hit, they both hit it. Temple. <laughs> Temple's son's on a bit of a tear. Tear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's so sick, dude. Dude, he's so sick. Oh, my God. I, I And I know his mom because she, like, hooked me up through boards with Mervin for we, forever. We never talked about that. So how did you go, for, you know, you, we didn't really talk about your snowboarding, but like you were, you were USASA comp mode. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about the early days of Denver chucking roast on T Tahoe Park jumps. Dude, yeah. Um, yeah, so I I was doing USASA just like most kids in Tahoe and when they're in a mountain town, do USASA, you know. Um, did it for a while up until the end of high school and um, went to nationals in copper a bunch of times. And my mom would go out there almost every season to help Zippy Neil work. And Zippy, I don't know if anyone knows, Zippy's been running USASA on the like head front of it, mm -hmm. like at the core of it for forever since I you know was fully conscious so um yeah she she's awesome but um yeah i've been doing did contests until about the end of high school i moved down to mammoth um my sophomore year i started uh homeschooling the my freshman year and then moved down to mammoth the year after um stopped playing football and then was like I'm I'm trying to snowboard. I want to do this f with my life. Like I care about it. And my the school I was going to, they offered like five grand for PE expenses, just like out of like extracurricular activity expenses, which was unreal. And we put all of that to the Mammoth snowboard team, um, which helped my parents a lot for sure because it's just an expensive place to live and. Uh, uh, so, you know, put your kid through the the team they got down there, which is an insane, insane program. Um, so I went down there and I was living with a host family the first year I lived there and then kind of moved around, made some friends, lived with some f uh, a f friend's family, Coleman LaCroix, actually. He rips and killed it at uh, the quarter pipe event the past few years and... How do you link up with those host families? Is that part of the system? Uh, yeah. So the first, through the through the Mammoth team, they have like host families that sign up to do that, and then uh, they can you know help kids have a place to be and live. Um, yeah, and luckily Mammoth is like Mammoth in three and a half hours, about three hours from Tahoe, so it was. I just hop on the train and cruise down, or not the train, the bus, cruise down and take like a, you know, it was mellow, and then would just be down there, and it, I was, it was so, 
it was so epic because I was like, I'm pursuing snowboarding. This is insane. Like, I can't believe my parents let me do this. Like, in middle school, I wanted to homeschool, but it never felt like it was going to be a real thing for me. And then it just flipped for them one year or something, and they saw how much this mattered to me. And, um, yeah, it was the best thing that could happen for my snowboarding for sure. And, uh, it, it, it put me in the right trajectory and yeah, so I did USASA until I was 17, 18 doing rev tours as well. And, uh, just trying to do the contest thing. I was like, I'm going to the X games. I'm going to the Olympics. It's going to happen. But, uh, my, like my, I just wasn't in tune with who I was at the time and it just wasn't the right time for it. You know, it was, um, who knows what's going to happen in the future. You never know, you know? So, uh, I always keep it in mind that I, it could happen and like, why not try to be an amazing snowboarder because I love it. And then maybe that'll come as well. Um, but it's not like something I'm stressing on, you know, cause I just wanted to be a part of snowboarding. That's like always been it. So yeah. And now that I'm here, it's the possibilities are endless. So what was the thing the that just like roped you into snowboarding the one thing that made you want to always be a part of it like you you seem pretty in your story arc there's like a there's a moment where that clicked for you what, yeah what was um, it i so when we moved to tahoe i i was born just outside of oakland in uh in a birthing home and then we moved out of there to incline when I was one, so I was just like straight to Tahoe, and then we moved out of Incline to South Lake Tahoe when I was two or something. And um, uh, my dad and my brother snowboarded. My mom skied, so she put me on skis, and I think it was just like let's equal out the family type vibe. And um, yeah, I was skiing for little, and then one day so weird i i feel like i've talked about it a bunch so i remember it really well but i one day me and my mom are just skiing together and i'm like in between her legs you know oh, in between her legs i missed the mic but um <laughs> and uh yeah so we're riding down the hill and there's like a snake run going back and forth and we're riding straight through the thing going like over these rollers just i'm like mom go faster go faster and she's like okay and like we're just hauling ass at the bottom of it and we just launch off the bottom one. And I snap my leg. And, like, I'm like, I never want to ski again. Like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, I need to snowboard. Like, my dad and my brother, like, that looks easier and way more fun. And it just makes more sense for me right now. And then I think it was, you know, it was pretty much that. Like, I've, it's never no stopped, dude. Like, since I was three and a half, that was when I broke my leg. Yeah. Out, out of injury, you started snowboarding. That's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sick it's usually what takes people out and not brings them in <laughs> yeah yeah but you know i was like well this skiing my legs aren't to get like on the same plank it doesn't i'll probably won't break my leg as easy mm. you know and uh, and i was in tahoe so it just made like when i was that young being on the snow just made it was just normal so dude, when you're a kid and you break your leg you heal in like a fucking week dude your body's so freak fast. is though yeah it's crazy there's this hilarious photo of me like in the back back of my mom's car and I'm just like this with like a cast on my leg. Oh, sorry. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's just so the funniest photo. I'm like, fuck it, you know? Like, <laughs> three years old. Yeah, three and a half, four or something like that. <laughs> so funny. Dude, one thing I wanted to bring up 
is uh, I don't know if it's weird or like to ask about, but uh, above your right eyebrow. Mm. So weird that you ask. It's it's how can you tell? <laughs> is that a birthmark? Like what's what's good? I mean, is is that okay? It might be a disrespectful. No, I'm no, no. Curious. I'm just fucking with you. It's yeah. a birthmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. uh, so chill to ask. Obviously, you know, yeah. ask then you'll learn. And uh, yeah. yeah, how are yeah. you gonna know if you don't? Ask? So run through a wall trivia. I could have got that wrong because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a birthmark. I was born with it, which is what a birthmark is. Um, True. For any the layman's, you know, um, but. Yeah, I, I was born with it, and it's been there, and it's gonna stay to be. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be there. It's, it's fucking rad. It's part of me. It is rad. I actually met a kid who had the same thing, um, and it was so trippy because he had, I think, a month before I met this kid. He was, I think, ten or something, um, and. He had just gotten surgery to get it off and get it removed because he was getting teased and stuff. And mm. it just, like, broke my heart, dude. And I was just, like, it's just so shitty. Like, because this, like, has taught me so much about accepting who I am as well, you know? Because it's just, like, it's not the most natural-looking, you know, part of, you know, facial feature. And uh, it always, it's always messed with me. For sure, you know it's not like I've had no mental blocks around it. I've been like, oh, it's dope. Like, um, it's so cool. I like hated it forever, you know. And like on and off, it'll just be like, why is that a thing that's a part of me? But I can't change it. I'm not gonna get surgery to get it off because it's already there. Like, I I don't need to go get surgery. I'm like, why would I put myself in that position unless I need it? So um, it must teach you about people too, for sure. Just like yeah, understanding other people's differences you know like yeah it's taught me so much about being one with myself and one with everyone else in the world and like who they are and accepting people for who they are and that's just the most important thing it's because we're all so different we're all you know just weird human beings and we look weird it's like great <laughs> though you know like we do look but weird. the more you accept how weird you look the cuter you get you know it's like <laughs> so yeah yeah being comfortable in your own skin like i always think about like you know like what the most gangster shit is and i think like the most gangsterous shit is when you see somebody that's just comfortable in their own skin you see silk Dude, back, you up. see silk back there the silk can very very comfortable. Oh, this so motherfucker is so comfortable with his own skin. You can't, you can't even rock this dude. You can't say nothing that's gonna rock him. No, I, you know what I mean. And I just like, met him. I feel like we are yeah. so close. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's real. That's so real silky gangster shit. The yeah. feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. But, but I think about the birthmark shit. You must have been brutal when you're a kid because kids are so fucking harsh, man. So you, mean. Were people sure. like brutal in like elementary school and stuff? Dude, I mean, I think I at the when I was younger, you know, I was just like. I feel so lucky, lucky because my parents, like I said, they, their whole AA thing has just changed who they are and made them the best versions of themselves. And uh, that idea just moved through them straight onto me so much. And, uh, you know, obviously their kid comes out of, you know, like their kid comes into the world and he's got this giant, like birthmark and it's just like it's probably i i don't you know i don't know their perspective of it but it was probably just so trippy and like kind of scary and you know but they're like you be yourself just 
do you always like and and just that mindset is um, so sick and i i think having parents like that it's easily been able to translate into um almost just not even hearing people like i like at times i feel like people probably said something to me and i just didn't even hear it because it was like i don't you know like i know that this isn't going anywhere so it's like it's not you can't do much to like affect me in that way you know other ways for sure like my body weight and stuff like that was always just like a thing that freaked me out and it's not like i was a fat kid or anything but i was just like weirdly self-conscious of my body weight you know or what if i was like yo you got a bad back seven (sighs) yeah i mean that would make me cry (laughs) especially coming from you man you got a great back seven i'm just hypothetical thanks dude (laughs) i love your back it means a lot i think from (laughs) a there's like a you know the ex like the ownership of it and the like pride i think is sick but i want to know about like let's talk about style now like mm-hmm. steezing that thing up like is it constantly like do you got to trim it have you ever like put lines in it like you ever bleached it you, you know what i mean it? like fully just yeah no be yeah like, this I, is my thing for sure i've like thought about it and i don't think um i don't think a blonde giant piece of hair on my <laughs> forehead would look the best necessarily especially with my really dark head right of hair state. but uh, absolutely i think if it's thought out right it would be great you know but um i mean that's like prime real maybe like a heart like bro ice, from some ice tea mark or from yeah what was that rapper vanilla ice remember homies yeah. like um that's good real estate for that yeah, or or Drake's little heart or something. I don't know. What? It, wait. Oh, are you talking about like some cuts in it? Yeah. Remember, uh, oh, Vanilla yeah. Ice had the yeah, three. The, yeah, oh, the three, three lines going at an angle. Yeah, kind of had the look. Adidas stripes. Mm, true. In his brow. Yeah, but but his was whack. Like Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Years of the call. A lot of people point. are calling. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla Ice a snowboarding. I've been. I've yeah. been here. Oh, I've right. actually heard that. I've actually never heard that. I'm just kidding. Me neither. Damn. All right. Uh, off air earlier, we were. Uh, reviewing some of the drops that we have and we noticed uh, I have the long format drop of Young Dolly for the Homies Cooked. If you listen to the <laughs> intro you hear a little Homies Cooked, right? Uh, but he sent a, he sent about like seven or eight takes of him doing Homies Cooked and we have them so we're going to play them for you guys because it's fun. Uh, God bless Young Dolly. Hey yo, Homies Cooked. Hey yo, what the fuck? Homies Cooked. <laughs> hey yo, Homies Cooked. Are you a good? Hey, I see my homies cooked. Are you good? Homies cooked. I asked you about your homies cooked. Yeah, your homies cooked. Are you good? Are you good? You do it so good. Homies cooked. You were like saying it earlier while it was playing, and I thought it was Dolly, but it was you. That dude. Homies cooked. All right, and then speaking of homies cooked, you know we've been we've been hitting the salts in the eye lately, which we do not condone. Or recommend. But I noticed that I have dust off here for our podcast machine, Duster. So I think to enhance the eye hit, Jones said he wants to hit the dust off <laughs> with the salt to the eye. All right. See how it goes, Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I got to try that because I can't just let you do that all by yourself. Homies cook. Homies cook. It definitely makes a difference. <laughs> Okay. Your eyes are definitely bust. slaps a little hard. Oh, get those glasses out of there. There we go. Keep it Apologies. clean, son. 
Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> oh, there it there is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just the dust off. Dust off the smelling salts of the eye. My homie's smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just burn our eyeballs out. Stepping up. Dude, so, so like Denver's been talking about deep like philosophies of life. <laughs> and then just right into Yeah. Well, are you saying I'm, I hit I'm not balance, you know? You gotta yeah. be cooked, you gotta be, you know, emotional. All right, we got a guest question Indeed. we're gonna get into here. <laughs> this is from your boy, uh Bryden. Here we go. Thank God. Also, living legend. I also have to say, the first thing I said when I called Brian, he gave so much great information, but he's like, Denver's, he's a beaming light. That's how he described it. That's such a good impression of him. Yeah, he's on like a hike where he's hiking like 500 miles through the fucking Norway. Crazy shit. Always love it. It's inspo. Here we go. Yo, Denver. What's up, brother? It's Bryden. Um, you have a knack for showing up to a spot and throwing out like a crazy, crazy trick idea. Um, this is something that I love about you and many others love about you, especially because you pretty much always end up doing that crazy trick idea. Um, my question is what's going on? up in your head when you're looking for spots or when you're standing in front of a spot that you are about to snowboard on i don't know what's your process man all right love you brother talk to you soon <laughs> sick i love you bryden you're the best um dope yeah that's a sick question um what's my process well first i think it was kind of like a two-part question Kind of about throwing out ridiculous tricks. Throwing out ridiculous tricks, which, you know, a lot of people do not like in snowboarding. They're like, yo, why are you saying that? It's making me, you know, feel like you want to hit this spot and um, this or that. And it's like, let's get it out of the way. This is not a competition. We're out there trying to film a video together. It's it's together, you know. Unit. Unit. A unit, straight up. Um, So if anyone's going into making a video thinking that at the end of this they're gonna get the ender this or that you know whatever even if you're making the video with your homies it's like just don't go into it with any expectations because it's always going to be different than the way you expected at the beginning so that's for sure um all right let's get back to claiming back some to heavy, heavy tricks at the spot claiming that uh yeah that's i i mean my mind's just going always when we're on a trip and i'm like when we see spots i'm like damn instantly i just see it and i'm like well i think of a trick that would be insane to see do you know just brainstorming and like hopefully i hope that like when we were filming with bryden and miles and dylan and keegan phipps like for fly away closer and how dark blue feels um (laughs) I just wanted to make the sickest video with the homies, obviously. And I think we did that, you know. I'm very, very proud of what we did. Um, But for throwing out crazy tricks, there's, you know, I believe my friends can do anything because, Mm. you know, life is just, it's endless possibilities. But um, so we'd have a rotation, right? And like 
I'd, I'd hit a spot and then it'd go to miles and then it would be miles day or whatever. And like, if he had a spot lined up, we'd go to it or, um, something like that. And sometimes the plan, you know, switches around and somebody hits a spot two days in a row or something. Um, you know, everything changes. Plans don't always go the way they, uh, are planned, but, um, yeah, so I just see something, throw it out there, and I'm like, does anyone want to grab a hold of this idea or something like that? And sometimes it'd be me or sometimes it'd be Miles or Dylan or Keegan or, yeah, any of the boys. Um, it's just, I... So is that I process... Th- sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I just, yeah, I see something and I'm like, I think this could happen from any one of us, you know, and I think it needs to be done regardless who it is it's like this there's this i've been listening to this rick rubin podcast and he talks about how your uh your artistic gift is not yours it's almost a message from the universe or god um and it's coming through you whatever artistic avenue you're following and i think snowboarding you can say it's an a sport or an art or whatever i see it as an art form and something beautiful that is art regardless of what anyone else thinks that's just how i see it but so there's these tricks that are pieces of information from the universe or god and they're going to happen at some point and whoever does that it's it's it was meant to be you know like schubert doing that ridiculous good sport ender like the what is it down flat down Back elbow feet. like yeah. Yeah, almost unreal clip um but yeah it's just that's just where my eyes are at when i see a spot and i'm like this would be insane like who's gonna do it if no one else sees that and then i'm like all right i'm <laughs> fucking down to do it if anyone has a problem with it like let's talk about it you know so yeah um, that's, that's why I'd be yelling out silly shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for the other part of Brighton's question, um, my like mindset when I'm at the top of a spot, just getting ready to do a trick or in motion of doing said trick is just breathe and be 100% present with all the factors that are, um, getting laid out in front of me you know there's so many dangers and so much that could happen um you never know if it's going to happen but anything's possible so um yeah i just i'm up there i'm like i got a kind of a routine i take like three deep breaths and you know like look at the environment and just listen to the birds and shit you know like just accept the moment for it and when i'm really tuned into that that's when i stomp something that i'm i've been wanting to do or like you know it's it's fully in tune with the moment and not worrying about any other superficial existential bs just just being there and just one with the steel I feel like fucking Miyagi over here, Mr. Miyagi at the top. I like it. Yeah, straight up. You got to fucking zone in. Well, while Because you're going to just catch up and... Well, let's get into some Lifetime Achievement Award fucking Denver or Greatest Hits highlight reel. Because I went through this guy's resume of video parts, as you did. His tenure 
his pedigree, if you will, is is just it's beyond his years. He's he's sitting on a stack, and there's it's like it's all killer, no filler. You know what I mean? This guy. And so when I look at uh, that's unreal. When I look through, you know, there's some there's some things that I forgot about that you did. So I went let's let's maybe let's maybe start with um, let's just start with the first one and get it out of the way because you know I think that your opus as far as greatest trick of the career is the switchback to seventy in Estonia that you did and and I, as you were describing your process I was almost thinking of you on top of that switchback two in Estonia too, exactly. on an absolute hog of a rail uh, ender of flyway closer I believe uh, walk us through that one I want to hear about that special day. Yeah, that was a crazy day because we saw that rail um, not too long after we had like ended up in Estonia. We were just looking around and we knew it was there. And then we saw that it had tons of snow, the most snow around the whole city. So we were kind of just like, okay, well, we'll spend the trip like going to look around and hitting the stuff that has less snow and work our way back, you know, type vibe. And um, yeah. I mean, had the sickest trip in Estonia. That place is beautiful and so many nice people. And um, towards the end of the trip, yeah, it was just coming down to we need to hit this rail. It has to happen. Like, we, it's not going to not happen. Um, um, yeah, and I saw it. And I threw out the switchback, too, and I was like, I, I wanted to hit it with a bungee at first and um, or a, or a uh, winch, but... We didn't have a winch. Didn't we had a bungee, but it was kind of an uphill pull, so um, you'd have to tie it to a tree or whatever. And then you know how bungees are—they're just sketchy little pieces of crap. Sometimes, sometimes they rock. But uh, yeah, so we just put some pallets together, and um, it was—it's like a closed-off construction site at the time. They're you know they were building something I don't know, but it's this you know this massive epic soccer field and um i don't even know like i didn't count the stairs i don't know how long the stairs how many stairs there are but it's just big it's a big big. yeah um so we put this bunch of pallets together uh the drop-in was all pallets like all the way to the top snow filled in in the sides and all um just stuffed in there just like gluing it together with snow which is the sickest shit that you can do that i think it's just cool you can create little buildings but um yeah and it was dude i swear it was maybe four four feet of in run or something like tiny tight like i was like no way am i doing this trick with a tiny little in run i'm like i'm gonna bungee in that's how i saw it and then we got there and it just didn't work didn't line up or anything and then we set up and i'm like dude this is this is messed up. Like, how am I going to do this with this tiny little inner run? Um, and like, I'm jumping in switch, which is just also hard. And yeah, it's a, it's a mind fuck. So, but, uh, yeah, we got it all together and it was, it was just like beautiful day. The sun never really gets over the, the top of you. You know, it's kind of all, to the side because it's pretty up north in Estonia and uh yeah so it's just like the coolest weirdest gloomiest vibe there but I love it and um perfect for keeping the snow like solid so start hitting it and jump on a couple times 
regular and I'm like board slide and it slides great. It's so like, it's just perfect. It's kind of got this rough texture on it almost like it's like a, it was rusty a lot and then painted over and rusted and painted over like so many times and um, which is, it was so sick. It was just like, you wouldn't pick up tons of speed on the rail, you know, you weren't getting on and just flying down the thing because that would have happened if it was a different way. And then, uh, yeah, so I did a couple board slides and then I start going into it and I just try and get in the line, getting it lined up and I like hop in and I got to land straight, ride straight, you know, like no turning, just going pop, boom, and just dead straight instantly like, you know, just thinking Tommy G, Tommy G, Tommy G, I am Tommy <laughs> gets me like all, all day long. Like just little in restless it, just in it. Yeah, dude. Just like ugh, sleepy, you know, like that's how you got to do it for sure. But, um, yeah, so I, I think I did a switch back one over it a couple times and then it was like bomb down the hill on the left side and then, um, landed on it a couple times and felt good. And then finally it came through and I just did it once and landed switch and I was just like like tripping out like some just I was like that wasn't even me doing that like this is, makes no sense that that even happened you know like why am I here just very out of body experience and like so bizarre I'm like I and then all these questions I'm like I'm snowboarding and like how am I in Europe snowboarding and like it's so weird like my whole world breaks down into this like massive like I'm such a deep thinker, dude. It's just endless. I could I could dig for hours. It's crazy. But um yeah, and then Bryden's like, All right, so you're gonna go switch back to pretzel? And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, I love you. You're so ambitious and I think we can do anything, but that is not me right now. Like <laughs> just like so funny. Um and then yeah, so I said that and then of course I just like was like all right, now I start hiking back to the top, and it's like, this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then uh, right at, so I landed it. We go through that, and I walk back to the top, drop in, and I do it again, like right back to back, two in a row. It was just crazy. I was like, I cried, and I was like, I was just crying. I was like, this is fucking insane. I've never felt like that with a trick in my life except for I, I learned to switch back dub 10 it was like the first time I learned a, a double in mammoth when I was going for contest vibes and like trying to do that so um I remember like landing a back dub 10 and just getting to the bottom and crying and just being like how is this real this makes no sense like this is f so weird that that happened like and yeah that was just this, the only other time that's I've had that feeling after a trick and it was just it was unreal dude it was so unreal like and then right after that uh we hit the spot right across the field um on the other end and it's like a flat down blue rail and that's in flyaway closer also keegan does a um what he do he went hard way front two onto it i'm pretty no i did hard you i did. did hard way front two onto it and keegan yeah. did um back three i think yeah Filmed that night with the fish eye yeah yeah it looks mm -hmm. good with the city in the background yeah dude cool so spot. sick and then next to that miles hit like the duck under the rail to ledge 
to rail. Mm. And so, yeah. Just all like three amazing, four amazing clips all in one spot. This is like so sick. Cut real quick before we forget. Asset of at the end when he talks about, I went up there, I did it again. And then just start it there, play the clip, and then basically talk about how he's crying and then switch back 10. That's a good IG. Cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just started to derail. Uh, Jones, if you want to take it, we're, I don't know if you have anything to add to what he was saying, but I could keep going. Um, <clears throat> I mean, real, like your three step process. I want to kind of come back into that just a little bit. I think it's a cool, because everyone sort of has their mode into a trick. Is, are your the steps that you take, do you do that from the jump? Like go one, is this process, or, do you, or does that process evolve during the session? Because obviously sometimes a trick can go down FT, then the session's done. Maybe you didn't even get to the process because you're just wound up and it just happens, right? right. Or, or you work your way in. You said this was a little bit of a work through. You know, you had the switch back ones over it to bomb in the hill. And then you just started putting it in and it felt good. It doesn't seem like it took too much of a battle for you in this one, yeah, in by, this particular case. By the place, way, Bryden said it took 10 tries. 10 tries. That's nothing. That's right, yeah. next to first try. Like, I don't know yeah. how. Yeah. I mean, that's sick that he has a, like a... a Estimation, estimated count, yeah, for sure. Because I didn't, I didn't remember. But that but. process, does it? Mine evolves, and that—that's why I'm bringing for it sure. up. For sure, like mine will. Halfway through a session, if it's long, it it starts to change, and I know the pace that it's going. But where I like where it ends up is what you described too. Is like when the process all kind of comes together, you know it's going to happen, and you're yeah. just like, all right, we're in this now. Let's just spend the time. Let's do these reps. The yeah. Clip's going to go down. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to, like, I think I can do anything type mentality, and it's just, like, an important one to have, especially if you want to, like, change the world and be a part of something bigger than yourself. But um, the, yeah, like, every time I'm at a spot, I think it's got so many similarities, obviously, because um, you have your way, but you got to work with the environment and what's all the all the variables um, the people you're around, you know, it's not always the same people. It's not always the same energy, like all that stuff. So everything leading up to it is always different, right? It's like always different. Um, but once, once you get to after building the spot, like once the spot's built and it's built safely, that's a big thing for me as well, just mm. for everyone. Cause like, I think safe spots are cool spots, like making that shit as safe as how we do it for a long time and I'm trying to do this forever and I'm not trying to like hit a dry set of stairs. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't want to do that. It's, you can say whatever you want, but <laughs> I mean, I know you guys aren't, but you know, it's just like, make your spot safe. It's dope. Um, so yeah, make the spot safe. And then, um, once, once the spot's ready, it's like, get into the flow and start like, you know, shake out the body, make sure I'm loose and start breathing. Like sometimes, dude, I, I mean, like sometimes I'll hit a meditation real quick, like quick five minutes, just like close the eyes and get in tune with the body and like the sounds and just everything. Just so I'm like, you know, just there. So, uh, yeah, not thinking about how scared I am and all this and that and what can happen that's bad. And, um, you gotta, you know, prepare yourself for 
a possible bail so your your body's ready for it and you know that's why i did the switchback ones over the rail so mm -hmm. many times because it's i think uh, i just want to make sure i can ride off on the snow on the left side if i do fall off and ride down the stairs like i jump almost every time i jump into the stairs right away and just ride down the stairs just because like you need to know if you can even ride down the stairs mm -hmm. and like grabbing at the bottom is just gonna suck so yeah but uh once i take all those variables and kind of like get rid of all the ones that um are on the list per se it's more just like down to breathing and um yeah using the knowledge that i have from riding my whole life up until that point and then just applying it and just trying to throw down and mm -hmm. and expecting something good to come from it because i worked hard for it you know for sure that's sick yeah yeah i always think about <clears throat> like with skills and you know a lot of people can do switch back side 270s on a park rail and a lot of people are really good a lot of people might even claim that they're going to switch back 270 that fucking rail mm -hmm. but then the the thing that i think separates the greats from the goods are the the person it's like like I, I always think about Bodhi, for example, in this because I've spent a lot of time filming with Bodhi. Like Bodhi, he doesn't want to try the fucking crazy trick, but he makes he just makes himself fucking do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he make he's just like it's like the switchback too. It's like you're you're like oh, fuck, I just did a bunch of switchback when he's over the rail. All right, now I'm gonna, I gotta put it up and I'm committing. Like it, yeah. it's like it, it's not like it's not about talent. It's not about like it, it's about just like working through your fears and committing to that. And, and that's the thing that I admire in a, in a banger like that. It's like, you have to work through your fears and get yourself to commit, which is right. Is like the, the, you know, I, I guess I get really pissed off when people blame, say, say talent because it's like everybody works through the fears the same. They're just the ones that work through them, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, you're also there with your homies most of the time or yeah. a crew. So you, you know, they obviously believe in you enough to build that spot and help you yeah. get you ready for it. So obviously, um, regardless if you believe in yourself or not, there's people around you that believe that you can do it. So why can't you, you know, like, and all you have to do at that point is just like hear that, acknowledge it, and then apply it to yourself and know that you can do it too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, highlighting that exact thing, like you – I mean, you frame that up really well. Like you, you come into a spot and you bark out some trick and maybe it's the craziest thing the unit has heard from the trip, right? Like really, dude, Right. you're going to come in claiming that. And it's like, no, I'm not actually claiming it. I'm just throwing the trick out there because mm -hmm. that was what kind of what you suggested. Like I'm just throwing the trick out. Maybe it's in my head is what I'm going to do, but I'm also just throwing it to the group. Like, yeah. This trick just needs to get done on this, right? And you also commented about your homies, like your confidence in them being able to do anything. You guys can do anything. So mm -hmm. when I call these tricks out, when I see this spot, it's because I know someone here can do this. Yeah. And I think that that confidence is in your friends is super important. important. Right back to your point, like that, I can't, really think of many tricks that I put down that were done because I was the only one that believed I could do it. 
Dude, yeah. Other than like the loop, just because no one wanted to search that out with me. No one just wanted to put the time in to find it. Except for, of course, the loop. But other than that. And the, and like the spinner board, they just thought I was a kook. Even my friends were like, dude, you're going to get so much shit for this. Yeah. Like everyone's going to talk mad shit. And I was like, well, whatever, you know. So I, I'm, it's rare that you're alone in your, in your like trick selection and what you're capable of. And it's, it's, in, in knowing what you're capable of, rather. Yeah, like, definitely. I always depended on the group. Like, they, I'm standing up here, and no one's pulled me off of it yet. Right. They don't want me to die. I, I trust that none of them want me to die. And so I must be able to do this. Dude, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, when you were doing it, it's obviously the – I feel like the safety of it was – less worried about as well and like not you know like you guys were just hitting shit dry <laughs> like yeah, sometimes we were, we were cool guys dry dogs for fucking sure. sick dry dogs. We were so sick dry and it's just you know it's evolves into a different thing now but uh yeah it's dude if you don't have that belief in your friends um but you expect that from them like that doesn't that's that's just like terrible morals you know like mm-hmm. it comes full circle you gotta like if you feel like somebody believes in you, why not believe in them? I don't know. It's, That's that mm. full moon power. I feel like yeah, That's full moon. The vibes. full moon's hitting us hard. One, one thing we should mention is the fact that uh, there's a lot of people listening that aren't watching, and I just want to let people know that Denver's wearing a button-up shirt uh, with just the top button buttoned, and his, the rest is just exposed like skin. Uh, <laughs> so just kind of want to just paint a picture to the people that are listening and not watching. Uh, and with that being said, we're I talk- was thinking about taking the top button off. But yeah, you could. Yeah, it's well. it's your world. Yeah. I almost came in here with the tux on, and then I was going to take off the tux. A tuxedo? No suit. Yeah, no top on. Oh wow! But I was like, yeah, I don't know. The ladies might go too crazy. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. Pull tarp. Well, we're gonna get into. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna get into name that video part, guys. Here we go. Oh my god. Name that video part is brought to you guys by Woodward. Woodward Park City is about 15 minutes away from Salt Lake. And uh, they're open 365 days a year. Good place to go hone your skills so you can end up like Denver Orr, uh, which I believe he was an employee of Woodward at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What were you doing? Park crew? Yeah, yeah. I was park crew. I was the first guy on park crew there. Wow. Ever. Well, that's one thing yeah. about, about Woodward, too. Uh, they got an incredible <laughs> snowboard park. Uh, everything's built really well. They got the... Peace Park, where you can flow through it. Um, if you don't want to hit the steel, they got great pieces of steel. They got everything from beginner all the way up to pro jumps. They got a super pipe that I see in Denver do back to back sevens, nine hundred back five in, which I was really impressed. Didn't know you had half pipe skills like that. And they got uh, they got indoor stuff. If you want to learn a foam pit, um, you want to go learn a double backflip into foam pit uh, before you take it to snow. They got you can do that. And if you got a little, you know, like my little nieces and nephews. They're about the parkour. You know, they get in there. They do the the parkour on the inside. They got all kinds of, uh, I, I don't know if that's what it's called, but you jump around. They got trampolines. Yeah, parkour. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Free running. So, yeah, check out Woodward Park City. They are a uh, sponsor of the show. So uh, let's get into name that video part. Now, Denver, how is your confidence Ooh. level 0 through 10? Well, judging on the last trivia section, it's um, pretty low. But we're going to, you know, I'm it's I a Tahoe-based video happen. part. You're done. I think I think you might you <laughs> yeah, might dude. get this. If it's anything Tahoe related, he's dust. He's basically. dust. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. That's fair. 
uh, Blender Tommy G. It's a montage. Tommy's montage. in there. That's an acceptable. That's an acceptable answer. Yeah. You got a, Thanks for giving me a blender one, man. Oh, you're uh, so nice. You got a bomb hole duffel bag full of bomb hole merch. We Let's got uh, go. all kinds of stuff in there. Hats, uh, yeah. smelling salts. I'm gonna put some on my man. I think I don't know what else is in there. I put I put some patches in there. I thought you might be a patch guy. Oh, I um, you know I am. Yeah. Uh, when I am patching, so yep. yeah, thank you. I could put a couple of Nicorette patches in there as well, <laughs> in case you need those. Ooh. Um, and yeah. then there's some shirts. I got the caffeine patch. And then, uh, yeah, so all that stuff's available, bombhole.com. Nice work. Uh, if you haven't watched Blender, it is just, it's actually on YouTube. It's called Bender. Bender. You got to search Bender is how you find it, because uh, Colton put it up. And Shout out Colton Feldman. It's kind of a that masterpiece. Such a good one. You're yeah. beautiful, Colton Feldman. Yeah. We've met once. It was, yeah. He's so, so he's, chill. He's the guy. He's that guy. Okay, for uh, Name That Video Part part 2, this is for the listeners. Um, if you guys know what song this is, comment on the photo of Denver on our Instagram, and that's where we pick our winner. You get yourself a little sticker pack. So uh, here we go. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Thank you guys for playing. Name that. You better get that What's one, man. Oh, sorry. You know. I even know that one. <laughs> I'm doing the outro real quick. <laughs> Name that was the outro? Yeah, that was the outro. We're back, though. Okay, we're, I just had to check. Uh, one thing I got to add, I totally forgot about, is we have a photo of your Back 270 from the sequence morphed up by the photographer himself, Tom Wietze, or Wietze, European photog. Incredible work. Uh, you guys shot on that Norway trip? Yeah, yeah. We shot a little bit um, when we went over to Oslo for uh, Fly Away Closer and met him through Marcus Rustad, who is in our video as well. He's an unreal European snowboarder who I know through uh, riding for Mervin for a little while and, um, and Bryden as well, um, mainly from Bryden, actually. Um, yeah. Well, we got signed prints from uh, Denver, and just want to say thank you so much, Tom, for sending us that photo. So um, check those out on bombhole.com. We just got a small run of them. So um, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate thanks, your brother. Dude. And nice work, dude. He's a his photos were really good. Yeah, beautiful. And he cuts them out. He like cuts them. He didn't like do that on the computer. He like analog. Yeah, he like cut it all out and then taped it all together and it's just beautiful sick and then scanned it i'm pretty sure yeah killer yeah so sick um i got a note here about a pittsburgh story where your airbnb oh. was pretty interesting <laughs> dude yes maybe you want to hit that one i'm down yeah. yeah yeah um yeah so we i'm this is it was the second season I went to Pittsburgh. I've only been there two seasons to film some stuff. Uh, the second season was a shorter trip with the dust box real quick, and that's when I got uh, the footage that I have in their latest video, um, Fall in Place. And yeah, I got to go out there with those guys, which was a blessing. Um, there's the shit, and I'm very inspired by all of them and what they do with their lives and the direction they are going now as well, you know, like all of them, very cool artists and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so we were in Pittsburgh, staying in the middle of the city, and it's maybe on the east side of the river that runs through, I don't know really, but uh, southeast. And um, 
I think it was three in the morning. All of a sudden, we just like everybody wakes up to this l- the loudest siren ever, and it's just blasting. And we're like tripping. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, we're going to jail for snowboarding!" Like you know how everyone does. Like why would we go? Why would anyone be there? There's no reason for any of, of us to think that. But they're like at our door, pretty much. And they're like, "This is the Pittsburgh State Police. Come out with your." Hands up. We have you surrounded. It was just insane. Like, so crazy, dude. And, well, it's loud as hell. Like, so loud. And it went on. Like, the guy, it was almost like the guy on the megaphone was on, like, a recording. Because he just kept saying that for, I swear, an hour, dude. And then they, like, uh, at some point, like, threw, I think they threw a couple smoke bombs in the house next to us. Or the the apartment complex that was next to us. Um, It was, like tall like big airbnb but tall and skinny you know like Mm. long tall and like three stories but like tight it's just so we're in the building next to it and yeah they like threw some smoke bombs in there or something um and broke a window open to go in and then i guess the people weren't there or something and then they left two hours later but yeah all of us were up and just like tripping out and just so it was just the craziest like kind of coolest thing ever too you know it was yeah it was wild dude it was so sick SWAT team vibes it's very yeah SWAT, SWAT team vibes. vibes Pittsburgh SWAT cool. it's cool yeah all right well the streets yeah streets that's mm-hmm. what's cool you know that's just the, the great thing about the street snowboarding experience is you know you come for the tricks but you leave with a great experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's great something time. the younger gen. Uh, who was I talking about this? I was talking Pat Moore earlier uh, yesterday, mm. and we were talking about when we were younger, you know, and going on street trips. It was like it was only about the trick. Like you don't give a shit where you are, what the culture, you know. It's like where's the down bar? Where's the where's the kink? Where, where's the spot? Not like what's the food? What's the culture? You know, I definitely have had, but it seems like you guys really enjoy. Uh, the culture and the the experience of travel. Yeah, dude, for sure. I mean, I think with this platform and like the amount of knowledge being shared uh, from a street snowboarder's perspective who's been doing it for a while, uh, you know, everyone says like, I wish I like took it in a little more, the environment and where I was going and all that. So I think that's always been in my head for sure. And then having Bryden around, he's just one of the most alive human beings I've ever met in my entire life and just wants to learn and meet new people and meet new cultures and just continuously like understand the world better. And he, he's, I think a lot of the time when you're with a filmer, they're very focused on the job and like what they need to do and getting it done. But like for us, it was just about, doing it together and like seeing the world and um yeah we like planned to go to norway and we're like i mean i i want to film some stuff there but like really i could care less (laughs) almost you know like like i want to i'm doing this to, to snowboard and make a living but i also am like i could die tomorrow type shit so definitely need to just take every step with like appreciating every step yeah so so yeah i owe a lot of that to brighton i think for sure in those years definitely and then now i I apply uh what i get from him to uh 
just like going to Finland this year with Dusty Henriksen and Dylan Henriksen and Lolo Dominio, you know, like that was, it's just like, now that I'm not, I, I didn't film with Bryden this year and going into that definitely was, it was scary. Cause I was like, well, I don't have my dog, but, uh, Calamond is the homie who's filming and he's, he's also just a very, uh, beautiful person in learning and, um, He's, yeah, he's just trying to have fun. And that's the people I'm trying to surround myself with for sure because it's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I heard uh, from Bryden that you are a chronic overpacker to the point where it's uh, basically ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, you go like, there's one story where you're flying to Europe and you had just way, 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 way too much shit in your bag and you had to <laughs> wear it all to the airport or something. Oh, yeah. I'll be sweating so <laughs> much in the airport, dude. Like, just drenched in sweat. It's gnarly. But I'll buy, like, thrift store clothes, too. Like, just, yeah. We went to, When we went to Finland this year, it was a great example. Like, went there with a full bag. As I'm thinking, like, I need to buy clothes in Finland and bring them home. <laughs> like, yeah, just silly. But, um, yeah, I pack way too much stuff, dude. Like. So then you're going to the airport. You got a shirt wrapped around your waist. You got two hoodies on. You yeah, got, I got right? well shirt, maybe shirt wrapped around the the head, and then sweater around the waist, and then a Carhartt jacket that's like for when it's 30 degrees out, but it's actually like 70 in the airport or something. And yeah, it's just <laughs> the goofiest, you know, two pairs of socks. But <laughs> I'm not running two pairs of socks, <laughs> but you know, it's that vibe for sure. Could a be. scarf, because <laughs> for some reason I'm into scarves now. Scarves are good. Mm, I love, love scarves. Pro tip. Yeah. We'll bring way too much shit. <laughs> Would you agree, Jones? <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I agree. Not. I agree with his process. I think it's it's inspiring, yeah. but I'm I'm on the other end. I Same. definitely go as light as possible. I try to almost not bring everything I need. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm so indecisive as well. So like like I'll go to a spot with literally five beanies mm. just to like ease my like anxiety it's crazy it's too many decisions to make. it's so many but mm. then like when Stressful. i'm in it i'm just like i grab one you know because you know? yeah. i'm like i have this like massive variety and i'm like oh this feels right now you know it's so weird you gotta throw out your street spread you yeah know? exactly you know what's Pick the what shit fits. by the way sidebar as a snowboarder we travel like board bag roller bag winter so much shit like yeah, we used to fly with like pusher shovels and like dude ridiculous Same. right you, you bring like a whole construction site with you or whatever i love flying with the push shovel. yeah but dude you show up you're just ready to do work in summer i roll just one roller carry-on money <laughs> yeah that shit's money mm -hmm. dude you're just like free you're so free you can go so free you, you can you don't need shit you bring maybe a hoodie couple t-shirts yeah winter you're like i got fucking five jackets i got a shit pusher i got a shovel i got a fucking rubber bungee that it's like wet and i'm putting it through the fucking security like it looks like a sex toy it's yeah. like that. Just, just give me a fucking sex. carry on you know what i mean the braided snake Dude, and that's <laughs> because somehow so a winch is going through security you don't even yeah <laughs> yeah so much shit. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't figured that out, dude. Like, I literally, we Jack Warble and I went to Mexico this uh, this spring, and I mm -hmm. literally, I Jack got there um, three or four days before me or something like that, and I pull up and I'm in fucking sweatpants and a jacket, and it's literally ninety degrees, dude, and, and like humid in Mexico. And I'm like, 
He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I, it was cold in Salt Lake, and like <laughs> I, I thought I needed it maybe. I was like, maybe it got cold. <laughs> it was, it's a vibe, though. You got to kind of enter as your vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like I to it. feel comfy in my clothes, for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. It's a great way to express yourself, so. Okay. Um, you know, earlier you mentioned you wanted to maybe talk about some suicide awareness stuff. I think it'd be a good time to get into that. Sick. Yeah, I'm down. I'm very down. Um, very cool. Uh, yeah, so... Don't kill yourself. I love you, and you're beautiful. Let's start it off there. Um, when I was doing Rev Tours a lot, I was uh, during that whole process of just growing up and whatnot. My older brother um, was getting into partying and all that good stuff, and he, like, left, I think, my parents said you can either stop drinking and partying or you can go um, figure it out. And he was 17 and he left home and, you know, he was just kind of gone. And we still would hang out and skate and I would go see him because he was living at the skate park, uh, this little indoor skate park in Tahoe called the Skate House. And um, he was, like, living on the couch there. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the start of this just, like, life is actually scary and crazy and weird and like our parents aren't here to protect us forever type vibe so um yeah we got to figure it out and his experience has shown me so much about where i need to be and the person i need to be so um yeah i look up to my brother so much in so many different ways um so he moves down to san francisco at around the same time that i moved to mammoth and then we're just like getting further and further apart and uh I'm doing contests and trying to strive for that. And he's skating his ass, like still skating every day, but just partying a lot and like not taking care of himself and just just spiraling. And I I don't know, like I have no idea what's going on. Like I look at my brother for a lot of guidance and like, especially at the time, I'm like, I just want my big bro to like help me navigate this world. And like, he's not around and I don't know how to handle it and all this stuff. And I'm like down in Mammoth trying to do my thing and do contests and not even think about it. Just like push it out of my head. Just get, just like not worry about him. And then um, I think I was 17 going on 18, something like that. Um, yeah, 16, 17. I don't know. I was in a rev, I was at a rev tour with, uh, with my team and my coach, Nacho. Um, shout out Nacho. Love you, Nacho. Um, and Benny McGinnis, who coached Chloe Kim and Maddie Mastro, and he's an amazing person. Um, yeah, so I was in Seven Springs with those guys, um, doing a contest, and then one night I just, like, get a call that my brother tried to kill himself, and it's like, he, like, took, like, it's hard to even tell the story because it's his story, and I don't want to take it out of context or anything because it's also a big part of my story but um yeah so he he took a fucking piece of glass and just went for it and it's like the gnarliest fucking thing ever dude like just unthinkable it was just like so did not make sense to me and i'm like with my my like some friends and like 
uh, I think Dusty was there on that trip maybe too. And like we were kind of close at the time, but like nothing like now. Um, but yeah, I just like, my mom said that and instantly I'm like, okay, he's dead. So like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is so not chill. Like, I don't like, I, I'm not even around. Like I'm on the East coast. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, what? Like I was supposed to like have my brother forever type shit. So I like, you know, lost it. And she's like, he's in, he's in the hospital. Like he can't talk right now. He's got a tube in his neck and, uh, it's just not fucking good. And I was just like, it's just insane, dude. And then right after Rev Tour, I uh, went. I was supposed to go to the launch. It was the first time I was going to go to my first launch, um, which was in Bear. It was the Bear or Snow. It was a Snow Summit launch. And, uh, yeah, so I was going to that the two days after the Rev Tour. And then... Um, yeah, it was just, like, it felt like something I really had to be at to, like, m- like start making a name for myself. I was, like, I want to pursue this and this and that and so confused if I should go see my brother right away and not because I'm, like, I have this opportunity and I can't, like, there's other people that would be dying for an opportunity to go to this event with all these cool kids and go shred and s- just show what you're made of. And, like, I had this fucked up mental battle the whole time, like, so I end up going to the launch and uh, drove down there um, from Mammoth because, yeah, we flew back and then went down to Mammoth to, to Bear and then did three days of the four of the launch. And uh, I was down there with my best friend, Hunter. And, um, and then right after that, we drove from... from bear up down to la up to san francisco to see him and then yeah i got there and it was just like one i hadn't even seen him in months and then he like can't talk and i don't know how to communicate with him and it's just like this just like losing connection even more and i'm like terrified to even look at him and it's like just something that has just affected me for my whole life, the rest of my life, you know, it's like, I'm never, free. it's just this, like, he, he was alive, but he was dead type shit, you know, like he, like his physical body was still here on this planet, but like his, his spirit had fully like just gone. Like he was just done, like over it, everything, you know, like, and then I'm sure just so, embarrassed and like feeling like he like putting himself down after that and whatnot um yeah and then that like that whole incident sparked like this this like question in myself of am i this way like do i have these feelings about myself and all this stuff and it just like turned my life into you know like a whole different it just changed my life forever and my mom has has uh, is had her experience with that as well, um, and yeah, it's it's crazy. I think it's just really important to acknowledge how beautiful life is, and I'm really glad I am able to learn from that experience and 
move forward and uh, you know it also has shown me how important I am to my family and I can't do that to myself because I'm extremely suicidal as well especially after like the years of just being around um, and trying to understand my brother and like understand my pain around that situation and other people's opinions about me and all of these just endless little things that you can think about that are you know scary and whatnot but it's just yeah you got to take care of yourself and love yourself and do not kill yourself because as soon as you break through that dog shit little dark place that wants to just tear you down you uh you instantly are set into like a cat it's like it's like a slingshot like you get pulled down and then as soon as you just break through like i don't have to be like this and i can change my mindset around it and i have control over my thinking it'll just like shoot you into another level of life it's like take care of yourself is my basis of the whole story that I'm trying to share right now, you know, um, communicate with your family, talk to your friends, be real with people, just be fucking real and not scared and don't, you're not cool. You're never going to be cool. Cool is not real. <laughs> like that's for sure. That's a big thing. Like I, you know, I tear myself down cause I like, I'm mind that. Am I cool? Am I not cool? Like, I'm just a goofy nerd that, like, happened to love snowboarding. Like, I've, you know, I've always been a tech, like, like always loved computers and making videos and, like, just just being a nerd kind of vibe. <laughs> it's like, nerds are cool. Nerds are fucking dope. Like, you got to be smart and emotionally intelligent and mentally uh, intelligent and mentally vulnerable and spiritually open because uh, there's life is so much bigger than your little bubble for sure. Yeah. Was your brother, uh, com- was he communi- communicative about these thoughts prior? No. Only after this was a surprise action. The reason I ask is, I mean, I've had some thoughts around this recently, like how, how you discuss it with youth and then also even adults, you know, from a, from an adult perspective, this is a, it's a little taboo. Like you almost don't talk about it. My generation. That's a good point. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, I, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. Like to, to think of that. And then be all alone, like it. Being alone in that is is in, it's an interesting thing because I think, you know, when when kids talk about, you know, like when I hear kids say, "I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself," like that that makes my like everything in me hurt. Mm-hmm. Equally, I I want that expression. I want to see that expression come from this really young person to a point of some that others can acknowledge it. Yeah. 
And then now this thing's open. And it's not this, don't say that, because that's what it was like. Don't say that. Yeah. Why are you even saying that? Like, that would have been something my mother, father would have said to me, don't say that. Not with a reason why not to say it, but it's because it hurt them. They were like, I don't, that hurts me to think that you feel that way. But as a kid, you're kind of just saying stuff, right? right. And and that's based around fear and um, not being open enough to, you know, learn about that feeling. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, that's why I'm like talking about learning so much because I don't know shit and I want to learn and understand. Where can Um, we go to learn? about this stuff well i mean des desiree does a lot of with suicidal awareness you know um i'm you know i'm still like this is a break like breaking moment in my life really this past year or whatever with like just admitting it and like talking about it because uh like i haven't gone to counseling or anything about it but i like have had my parents and they're you know have taught me how to like work through my feelings and all my experiences, you know, like with so my brother great. and all of it, just like trying to talk about it more. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, Desiree's, um, stay, stay. Somebody's stay. thinking stay. about you. Yeah. Stay. Somebody's thinking about you. Check out their Instagram. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's Avenue awesome. with, you know, based around snowboarding. So I think that's just a great place to go because it is in snowboarding. And if you're a snowboarder and, uh, you want to be around other snowboarders who are also, talking about such a subject you know that's a good place to go um i mean some other things that just i'm thinking about too i don't know if you guys know this but i I don't know the statistic exactly but males i think it's males between 30 and 40 or mid basically like 30 and 50 or whatever it is it's the leading killer next to drugs in of males like 30 to 40 is suicide especially like dudes like us like like myself my age demographic like is more susceptible to suicide than fucking any other category. And and so mm-hmm. that's something that's like a really fucking interesting to think about. And and to be honest with you, I think I have empathy, you know, like this is like just talking about it, I think is important, but I have empathy for people that that have the thought or have attempted and and because the world if you know there's so much going on where it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and it's just too much and and it's like fuck dude if you if you do it then all it all goes away like all your problems end at that moment but then you think about it again and you're like dude the people left behind man really are the fucking victims it's like you know and and so so it's like all of it all of it's tough but i think talking about it and knowing you know that you're cared about and that it will pass and those types of things are are really important and i, I mean i just think about like acceptance of life it's it, life is like there, there's seasons dude there's Sometimes, sometimes it's, sometimes there's, it's like if there's Slayer playing and sometimes there's jazz playing and, and sometimes it's fucking crazy. And sometimes it's, it's like there, there's the universe has these beautiful sections of life. Like we have winter and sometimes it's dark and gloomy and maybe you're depressed, but then summer, the fucking roses are, are, are showing and it's beautiful and gorgeous and the weather's perfect. And like, that's how we are in life. Like sometimes we're down and it's fucking you're depressed, and then sometimes we're up. But like, I don't know. Just, just uh, I, I don't know what that rant was about. But, but definitely beautiful. don't, um, don't kill yourself. That's for sure because it's not fucking worth it. Yeah. Uh, and well, but, I I, think but I weirdly do have empathy for those that do because the world was too much for them and and they needed to leave this space. 
you know? Sure. Which is, mm-hmm. I think, a big thing with, like, changing our relationship with death as well. Yeah, you know? I like, like that conversation. Not, Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, it's just, like, such an interesting conversation because, yeah. like, if you're going to accept life uh, as into death or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, like, you can't, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you're going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> it's beautiful, Everybody's It's, like, die. so beautiful. And if we yeah. talk about it more and learn more and learn how to understand the feeling around death and... Um, not necessarily, you know, you're not letting go of anybody, you know, mm-hmm. they're always there. Like, I love the, like, the fact that we're spiritual beings living a physical life and not physical, like trying to find a spiritual experience, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, uh, like we were somewhere before this and now we're here to learn about the physical realm. And like, you're at some point or you're going to pass on and, there's something out there, whatever it is, it's going to grab a hold of you yeah. and you can like change your experience with it now and start learning about it now, or you can learn about it when it happens, you know? And like, it's, it's crazy to think about and it's like hard to even listen to, you know, like, especially from, you know, somebody that's a snowboarder that's just been snowboarding. It's like, you don't know shit about nothing. It's like, none of us do. We no. don't know anything about jack shit, like, straight but, up. But we're all trying to be okay. Yeah. We're all just trying to figure... I think that's why these conversations are like, oh, you did that and that made you feel okay? Cool. I want to learn how to feel okay, too. Dude, yeah. Definitely. Like, I got a fucking sauna at my house. Why? I don't know. You sit in the thing, you fucking sweat. Like, what's the point of that? It's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to fucking be okay, man. I heard it helps. Like, yeah. you know communication. What I mean? like, exactly. There's so many things about it. And, like, I, yeah. Right? I mean, if um, you go. Yeah, I, you I mean, I, I just want to, like, tune in on the, on just this idea that, I mean, we're, we're do, do you, right? Do you be you. Think for yourself. Do yourself. Break right. The ma- break the matrix. Yeah. Type and vibes. I, but I do feel that there is there is absolutely a line that you draw with this because our discussion today has been about the unit. And what do we find in the unit? We find support. We find all the people and all the reasons that we actually are doing what we're doing. So what's this self-based shit? even about like it's about i mean lining up your your ambitions and your goals and your wants right and aligning them with that support group and that unit whatever that is is it your family is it your friends is it the streets like is all you have you like what's your location what's around you and so again back to this perspective this ability to change my mindset. You said it. Anyone can change their mindset. How you do that, you need to find something to find that skill. But this, like life, life isn't self-based. Like you, you get yourself out of shit because you're, that's a rewind that and say, you do it for other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, Look at it like that. This kid right here, Jack Warble, I mean, huge, you know, he's one of my biggest inspirations in life. Like, he's always just like, dude, like, I mean, recently too, because I was going through it like four days ago. And I was just like, dude, I'm going to do a bomb hole. Like, I'm tripping. Like, I I actually want to die. Like, I'm, like, I don't think I can handle any of this. And like, I should probably <laughs> like, I'm like not doing good at all. It was, you know, it was bad. <laughs> and my fucking dog is, you know, he's my dog for a reason. 
And uh, he's like, dude, you're not doing this for you. Like, you got to mm. break out of that because, like, there are, like, parts of you that still are selfish and whatnot. I mean, you know, he didn't say this word for word. He's, he's, But, like, this is what I hear. So, yeah, it's like you have to do it for a bigger reason. Like, God, the universe, other people, just everyone except for yourself. Dude, I, I love that's it. I yeah. love that. And what you just said, we talked about the unit, talking about friendship, talking about community, right? And and the reality of human beings is that we are all narcissistic. It, it's in our human nature to think about ourselves. What do I want to eat? Where do I want to go? What trick do I want to do? Me. What does this person think of me? What does everybody think of me? What do you think of me? What does this guy think of me? Me, 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 me. That's the root of so many of our fucking problems. But with the minute that you're like, Denver, how are you doing, dude? Yeah. Denver, can I help you? Denver, what can I do for you? What can I do for my kids? What can I do for my community? All of a sudden, you're like, wait, I don't feel so bad. Why do I not feel so bad? And so I think that the more that you, like, how do you be a better friend? How do you be a better partner? How do you be a better person? And it's not, it's just not about, like, your, your problems start to kind of like, you know, like they say in those groups. Oh, you're feeling down? Go fucking help somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so I do think that that's something that we're, it's not like anybody's fault because we just, we're just ingrained to do that, to think that's how we survive. What am I going to fucking eat? What is this? How is this going to affect me? Mm-hmm. But I do think that these conversations are fun because like we're all like trying to figure out how to go through this world and not be, and be okay. And so yeah. it's like, it's fun to talk about. You Definitely. Know? And yeah, I mean, you need people in places like this, like yourself, who are, you know, like changing and like evolving and snowboarding. Like you've had so many different, just like, versions of yourself in snowboarding, you know, like you're at this amazing part of your life where you get to like learn about so many different things, so many different people and like get all these new ideologies that maybe you have, have or have not been introduced to before, you know, it's just like, it's so fucking sick, dude. It's like, I, I want to, yeah, just shout out to you, dude. Thanks. Straight no, up. Fun. Cause I, I mean, I listen to this shit a lot and it's just like, I, I, every time I listen, I'm like, damn, dude, like, I got it so good. And, like, or, you know, like, damn, they said something that really stuck or, damn, I didn't like that, you know, and that's fine. Like, maybe it's something to think about or maybe I didn't like that because of my ego or it's just, there's, yeah, it's just, like, mm-hmm. listening is so powerful. It's fucking sick, dude. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun shit. Good, good wormhole, boys. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, they came for the that. snowboarding. They got a little. They got a little life uh, self improvement bullshit. Yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> let's go. We back, can get back to the snowboarding. Surface. Let's get. Let's get out of the depths and go back. Let's to go the back to the surface. Level. Let's uh, swim up. Top. Let's maybe hit a little homies cooked uh, long format to get us back. There. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, homies cooked. <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck, homies cooked. Hey, yo, homies cooked. <laughs> Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, too, my homies cook. Oh, are you good? Are you good? Homies cook. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into a guest question from none other than Patrick Moore. Mm. Winner of the Junior Jam in about 2001. <laughs> Denver, it's Pat. I want you to tell everybody how I dragged you deep into the backcountry and left you to camp out there for multiple nights with no camping gear. Sorry about that. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, that was sick, actually. The coolest experience ever. Um, yeah, so shout out Pat Moore. Love you. Thank you for being who you are and being who you are to me. Gee, um, 
So we're going into Red Lake, Blue Lakes area out uh, just south of Tahoe, and um, we get up at like 5 in the morning, I don't know, 4.30, 5 or whatever, and we get to the trailhead. Um, Pat gets there, and he's just like so sick, like not feeling good at all, and but trying to be a trooper, and we've been trying trying to get on this camping trip for – weeks now you know the snow had been coming into tahoe and it was just unreal this is the this last season that just happened and uh um so we start driving out it's a 20 mile sled ride in like super deep like bottomless snow which is i don't have a sled either so pat and i are um you know i'm doubling out there with him one arm and like 20 miles and i'm just like getting huge um arm pump arm pump big arm pump and <laughs> yeah and so we're going and Pat's just the whole morning he's down just not feeling good poor dude but uh yeah we're with Kevin Jones Kyle Swartz Jake Pollock shout out those bosses great crew and um going out and yeah so we get all the way out there and snow's not too bad it's a little like wind buffed and whatever and it's just cool to be out there with those guys it's like unreal um and yeah so we set up kind of drop all the stuff off the sleds and then take the splits go split up to the top pat does one run drops in he's like i can't snowboard this is so bad like i'm just feeling terrible um, I think he took like an hour long nap or something, and then, yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, like, COVID. He got COVID. Yeah, 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 got COVID, and then he was like, "I got to get out of here. Like, I can't do this," which you know makes sense. So uh, they're all like, "Okay, well, Kyle or Kevin can double you back, and we'll be good." And Pat had a tent for me to use, um, and I. Forgot to ask him for it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're winter camping. Yeah, and we're winter camping, and it's like, it could dump. It could snow like crazy, and then uh, I might be fucked, but whatever, I guess. That's just, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Um, so he's gone, and I, I realized maybe 15 minutes later that he took the tent, and we didn't figure that out. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what am I going to do? And I was just... The anxiety kicks in. I'm like tripping. I'm like, I could freeze to death. Like, I could freeze to death, but we're in California. Like, it's, I'm going to be chilling, especially with Kevin Jones. Like, he just, he's like, all right, you need to chill. Like, all y'all chill. Kyle's like, Kyle's like, should we go back? Like, I don't know. And then Kevin's like, everyone, we just, everyone chill out. Like, I got this. And then he had a bivy sack and I had my sleeping bag with me. Um, so I just wrapped the bivy sack around my sleeping bag, and then I threw some boards over this hole that I had dug. It was like four feet deep maybe or something like that, and it was too wide. Like I should have made it smaller and skinnier so that if it did snow or wind came, it would be a little hut, but it was like it was just too wide kind of for a, a nice fitting hut anyways. Um, yeah, and then – Kevin kind of snapped me out of it and I was so cozy. And then all of a sudden I'm like sleeping under the stars in the middle of winter and I'm just like 
dude, I can, like, I don't even need to bring a tent out here. Like, this is insane. <laughs> I can stay warm, not even use a tent, look at the stars all night, and then wake up at uh, six in the morning when the sun's coming up, looking at a ridge line with some sick lines. Like, this is unreal. I mean, the snow was so bad, but it was still just, like, so unreal. And it turned into... Like, I don't even want to go out there with a tent, you know? I'm like, why bring a tent if I know I can be warm doing that? Like, it was it was so sick. Like, shout out Pat for taking my tent. <laughs> yeah, it turned into something really beautiful for me, for sure. It was super sick. Good learns in there. Yeah, it was so rad. All about the experience. Um, okay, I think, uh, Silk, we got a Patreon question, because we got to talk about that bail from... Uh, yeah, That's totally. Way closer. We got Jeez. a question from uh, Johnny Mandio. Uh, first of all, he talks about your style a little bit. He says, Denver's one of the most stylish people on a snowboard right now. Who are people that have inspired your style the most? And then he's also wondering if you grew a couple inches getting your board stuck on the front lip and the flyaway closer <laughs> trailer. <laughs> Good <laughs> question. Uh, sick. What was his name again? Kyle? Johnny Mandio. Johnny, Johnny Mandio. Regular on the Patreon. Regular. Shout out. Johnny Mandio. Shouts. Much love. Shouts. Um, yeah, dude. Thank you. That's so sick to hear. Um, for style inspirations, um, almost everyone on the Vans team, like, Landline was a big turning point in my life. So, yeah, like, Rav just being a person his style as a human being is just like one of the most inspiring things ever and uh sam taxwood you know um both of you like so sick there's so many riders that are just so inspiring um danimals jay kuzik jed anderson tommy gesme just dude just like it the list is endless like it's like cody warble you know like cody's got some of the meanest tweaks that i've ever seen like so sick yeah so those are a few um good few um and then uh, the hang up the hang up yeah so i was going to that's in uh lillehammer lillehammer norway um no idea yeah it's uh like four hours northeast of oslo i believe if my sense of direction is correct um but yeah it's pretty beautiful spot up there it's unreal they've had two olympics up there i think um and we were at an olympic ski jumping uh setup or whatever and um on the side of it there's this insane down flat down um with two down rails on it so it's like a down flat down ledge in the middle there's no rail it looks like i might have broken the rail on the clip or whatever but there's no rail in the middle so it goes down, and then it's ledge, and then this rail sticks over the top of the ledge. So there's this little spot that's like, you probably shouldn't go there. Like, you don't want that. little bear trap. little bear trap, yep. Mm -hmm. That's a good word for it. Um, and then, yeah, so I was like, I'm going to cab to this with Marcus. And Marcus got an insane hardway front two on it that's in the video that is fucking so sick. Um yeah, so I wanted to cab to it, and I, like, go in first drop, jump, miss the stairs entirely. Like, I'm just jumping down the stairs, and I miss the stairs. You're coming in switch. No, sorry. Regular. Regular for the first okay, go. got it. Yep. This is first drop in. I, yep. like, drop in, jump over the whole entire thing. Yep. And then 
the second drop in I go and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to front lip it. Like I know I have way too much speed. So I scrub a little bit and just like jump straight into the front lips, very confident. Like I'm going to land at like the middle of this thing. And I just scrubbed a little too much and just instantly my board went under and I just was like, Oh fuck. Like (laughs) it was like the gnarliest thing ever, dude. And somehow I was okay. I was like, I just don't get this. Like, how's this happening? Thank God. Like, I don't, I'm not even training in the summer. Like, I should be dead right now. Like, I miss my face somehow. Like, this is the rail. And I'm like, yoink. Didn't even hit my face and got like the rail up the groin, missed the sack, missed my ribs somehow, caught it with like my, my, what is this? Bicep? Weenus. Oh, yeah. Weenus inside, inside your elbow. <laughs> Never heard the term weenus. Me neither. I, I'm, not that's doc- I'm not a doctor though. It could be a so real hit, term. So you hit your weenus. So you hit the I weenus. hit my weenus. Yeah. Um, I grabbed it. He's pointing to his elbow. By the way, my elbow listeners. My elbow away. pit. The other side of my elbow. I caught it. The rail with the other side of my elbow. And uh, yeah. And then um, I was just like, wind knocked out of me instantly. Just like, just so done. And uh, Bryden and Marcus come running over, just like tripping. Bryden's just like, like mouth wide open, <laughs> losing. Are you, are you it. hanging from the rail from your board? Stuff? Yeah, I'm just like up there. You're just like a scarecrow. Hanging. I'm just like trying to catch my breath while like, yo guys, can you like get me off of here? Like, <laughs> I could be like internally Dude. bleeding or something. I don't know what's going on. And then, <laughs> yeah, so Bryden unstraps me, and I like almost fall off the the side without the stairs so it's like a, f- a good five four foot drop i'm like almost fell off there and um get off the rail and i'm just like like just penguin walking down the stairs like trying to just walk slow so nothing falls apart or something and uh i go to take a piss to make sure i'm not like bleeding out out the junk and just yeah just trying to figure it out and assess the situation and uh i ended up snapping my board and my binding went from positive or my back foot went, yeah, so like negative 12 all the way to positive 12. It like shifted a whole like whatever um, and snapped the board, bent my aluminum bindings. And then, uh, yeah, I, I like couldn't walk on my right foot for mm. a week and a half. And and then it was good. Mm. I was just like, dude, this is. Gnarliest bail ever. This yeah. makes no sense. Visually, yeah. Yeah, visually just the gnarliest thing. Yeah. Yeah, just so silly too, but I'm fucking stoked. So That's, are you taller? Oh, yeah. Because of that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it so you could go hang on, <laughs> you could hang on one of those things where you strap your feet and then it flips you upside down. Or you can just go to like a rail that's on top of a ledge and hang up, and you, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy actually. Um, you just scrub a little, little more than the bungee back. It's situation. like that chiro- chiropractic pop, just yeah. quick, mm-hmm. yeah, quick little jolt. Maybe let go feet. of the bungee too early. A little bit of overconfidence will really help with that too. You're gonna want to be like definitely overconfident. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's the key, actually. That's the key to the whole thing. Well, yeah, be super uh, selfish and just <laughs> jump into a rail. <laughs> You'll grow two inches. <laughs> well, be great. We got another bail I was a witness to at Red Bull Heavy Metal in Detroit this year. You were on a fucking tear. This guy was going for the gold here. 
He was flowing like the salmon of the Capistrano out there. <laughs> and then, uh, again, you know, switchback 270, God. Um, but it was a switchback 270 gone wrong situation. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, I was definitely going for the gold. I wanted my medal, and I didn't get it. Mm. And, uh, you know, after people were like, yo, if you didn't do that, like, you definitely would have won. And I was like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I just split my head open and I could have won. Like, don't tell me that. I don't care at this point, you know, like, no. But um, it was a great learning experience. I'm never snowboarding at a contest. If I'm going into it, like, I'm going to win. Not because I don't think I can win, but I think for me that mindset doesn't work. Um, going mm -hmm. into a contest, which mm -hmm. is sick that I know that now. And I feel like I'm trying to learn from my contest experiences instead of let them drag me down, which is what I did when I was younger. So, mm. yeah, I'm stoked. Um, I'm very happy I'm alive for sure. Yeah. Um, it's funny, Luke Winkleman was trying that switchback too on that rail, and he's like, I can't fucking do it and all this shit. And like, just, I mean, he wasn't freaking out. He's the chillest dude, but um, couldn't do it. And I was just like, I was like, if anyone can do that trick, it's me and Winkleman. And if Winkleman can't do it, somebody's got to do it. So maybe I should try it. Mm. <laughs> like, and, then, and then I quickly found out that no one should do that trick on that rail. Um, yeah, and just tried it, jumped over the rail, and kept spinning on the stairs, caught the heels, smacked the dome, and I felt it instantly. I've split my head open. Dude, like, like it's not the first time. I've done it four or five times. It's silly. Not even snowboarding. That was the first time snowboarding, actually, which is I'm also thankful for. So, yeah, it was gnarly. Um, uh, I asked the am the people in the ambulance if I could just super glue it and go back to the contest. They were like, "Yo, it's way too big." Um, and then I got I don't even know nine suture stitches, nine or something like that, which. Um, are stronger than staples if you don't know they they were like we should we give him staples or should we give him stitches and they're like he's gonna need suture stitches because that thing is gnarly it was like split like oh, a God, t dude. and the middle was like f pulled up dude they had to stitch the lower layer yeah and like yeah. the center was so gnarly you had to like pull it all together from like three different spots is it, it was probably so gnarly but shout out mary walsh love you She's boss. She's, she's the best. I love her so much. Le she's always just living been, legend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's always been so sweet to me. And then she was there for hours with me in there. And she called my mom and like made sure they knew what was going on. I was like, I cannot call my mom right now. Like, can you please do it? And <laughs> she was just very supportive and so sweet. And yeah, it was really cool having her there. And just like we just chilled and talked and got to catch up because we hadn't seen each other for years. So. That was also a blessing. Like, mm. so sick. Yeah. Killer, we got pa some more Patreon, Shmi. Um, maybe some of the forum Patreon questions. Yeah, we got one from Jesse Korea. They're asking, what's going on with forum? And what do you see with the future of the brand? Uh, yeah, thanks, Jesse, for the question. That's I'm stoked to talk about it and uh, find out for myself as well. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a slow-moving process right now, and... It's about to turn into something beautiful, I think. And, um, yeah, I'm stoked to be doing this with Jeremy here. It's something special. And I think Jeremy and I definitely mesh well together and we're um, trying to communicate the best we can to make it 
the sickest thing in snowboarding and um it's only up from here for sure it's uh it's gonna be something special i got some ideas for sure jeremy's has ideas we have mac dog which is you know endless ideas from that guy and peter line so it's um yeah dude it's gonna be something else i'm really stoked and i think it'll i think it's just gonna change the industry like it did before yeah jeremy what do you got this is your wheelhouse yeah, I mean, I don't want to take it over. I just want to hear Denver's kind of side of it because it's good to hear, you know, from this perspective. I mean, I, I chat with them, and I'm currently, you know, the team manager, so to speak, over at Forum. And like Denver said, slow and moving slow, um, but we have a plan, and currently Denver is that plan. And he's going to be, you know, the one building – the squad that he wants. And I spoke about this a year ago, just mentioning that, that the kids are going to be the voice of forum and it's, you know, rebirth, let's call it. And we're kind of entering, I don't know, I'll call it phase two of kind of this rebirth of forum. And that's, that's what we're going into at Denver. Like we're, we're locking them up and, and he's, you know, he gave us a year last year, which was great. Put, put a lot of miles on the boards, gave us great feedback, um, helped us discover, you know, all the things that we need to change. And so he's, he's our, he's our voice. Yeah. Which is unreal. And thank you again for, you know, let me be a part of it. Um, I want to shout out Tim Peer cause he's the reason that I am, yeah. uh, with Jeremy and forum and, uh, yeah, shout out Tim Peer. He's Legend. a shit. He's Why? the shit. Um, Why is he the reason? Um, so I was working, I moved back to Tahoe last summer uh, from Salt Lake, and I was looking for a job. I had seen this spot, Mezworks, uh, who, what is, which is owned by Taryn Gomez, who's also a legend as well. Um, both Tim Peer and Taryn are amazing photographers that have been a part of snowboarding for a long time, and... Um, they, you know, they love it. And so I was working at, I got a job at Mezworks. Didn't know these guys. I get there and I, I've seen this place biking, like biking by it my whole life. Like I'm just, it's Nick Pooch worked there. I don't know if anyone knows Legend. Nick Pooch, Nick Pooch, yeah. shout out Nick Pooch. Um, such a G. He was like my coach for a second too in Tahoe when I was tiny. So it's a crazy world. But uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, so I started working at Mezworks, and then Tim Piers, just being the amazing person he is, uh, just was my mentor while I was, like, learning how to make dining room tables and um, fine, beautiful dining room tables. And, um, yeah, he's just sharing with me all of his knowledge, and um, then comes the announcement or it's coming close to the announcement when forum uh announced that they were coming back as a company in at hood i believe and jeremy and the crew sent out an email and tim was part of that email because it was like an email to all the dogs who had been a part of it before uh it went under so it was just like a homie email and he's like yo we're bringing back forum it's gonna be dope just wanted to like let you all know and 
we're stoked that y'all could be a part of it. And then um, Tim showed me that, and he's like, dude, so, like, just, he was just, he didn't even say anything. He just grabbed the phone, showed it to my face, and he's, like, nodding and, like, just stoked. And I was like, damn, I need to hit up Jeremy right now because at that time I was getting flowed some ride boards uh, from the ride homies, and Jill Perkins had given me a board of hers. Shout out, Jill. I love you. And, uh, yeah. So I was just like trying to figure it out. I had left LibTech not too long ago and was trying to, yeah, just do my own thing and find myself and whatnot. And, uh, it all led me to, to forum and what we're going to do. So yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. All roads lead to forum type of scenario. Yeah, I like it <laughs> exactly. The, the, uh, <laughs> the rebrand's awesome too. I gotta say, with you guys, like, for for those that don't know, they're listening. You know, you got Peter Line doing the graphics. He's came and done the show here and talked about that. You got Jones involved. You got Mac Dog, who made the most legendary snowboard videos of all time. And so I love I love your guys's new. You just it, it doesn't look like old forum. It's got its own new thing, but it's clean visually and. Uh, and uh, just curious, like, how did it go year one with the, you know, first release of the boards? How'd you guys do? We did great. I mean, we we produced just a certain amount, um, introduced them to a few shops. Uh, you know, there's there's some things that we need to tighten up, get our pricing a little more dialed, start speaking about, you know, other involvement and building that team up and what it looks like. Uh but it went, I mean, in good, it went insane, actually, you know, to, to launch it, to get people looking at it, uh, no real marketing, you know, expense that we put out there because we just didn't have the budget. So in terms of like getting it out there, we feel like we've done pretty well, moved through the product, ordered more product, got stuff coming in again for this year, expanded it, you know, new graphics, working on the next lines with expanding the line even more Denver's input's going to be seen in that line. Cause we're starting to have those conversations and bring those up. So, you know, things are just getting more and more honed in as, as we, the unit is evolving, the unit is evolving and you want to start off on this foot. You always, that's the dream, right? Like day one where we're here, we showed up, <laughs> but you know, it takes some time, some curation. And, but I think that's where, the health is in mm. any brand. So we're just shooting for that. And I got a marketing we did idea. Good. I got a marketing idea. Let's hear it, please. <laughs> so <laughs> when Denver turns pro, his pro model board in the line should be called the door, the forum door for Denver or, and you can brand it. Oh my God, dude. But oh, spelled like or, yeah, the forum door. So anyway, you're, that one's free. Next one will cost you. Mm -hmm. uh, no, but you we'll fucking, yeah. Get your foot in the reading door. Reading my mind. I mean, uh, yeah, I've already made a graphic. Yeah, he's already whatever. got the graphic. Dior, I mean, that's not, Dior's it's, it's got the foot in the door. I can't yeah. say that that's the most profound idea. Everybody calls them door. It's a bunch of It's uh, very exciting, and I definitely feel um, more than blessed to be a part of it. And um, I hope that we and I can, uh, you know, just add to the beautiful history that is forum and, you know, um, blow expectations. In the oh, future. you already have. I think if, you know, to me, forum was always about style. It was about, um, progression and being on trend. And I think there's, you know, 
no no better voice or example of that than yourself right now. I mean, you have mad style. I mean, we've heard it from Patreons that call in. Um, I heard it all season long. It was like people, I mean, telling me good move. You know, I didn't do anything other than have conversations with you. You decided to stay on the boards. You decided to write them. You decided to be a part of this. And I did my best to keep that conversation there because I can see it. But I I didn't do anything, right? Like you brought the style. And to me, you did that's that's form. That's form. You represent it well. And that's, that's how we need to show up with style and on point. Yeah, and doing it for other people. So we're stoked sure. to have you. Dude, I appreciate it. Killer, we Fucking got... Uh, amazing. <laughs> killer uh, Forums, shit's available. You can check out their website, I'm sure, right? There's some type of plug there. Forum.com. Yeah. Go to the thing. Edu. Go to thing by the You can things. find it. Right. You can look for it. <laughs> buy it's that there. Shit. <laughs> uh, we got a guest question from Pat Fava. Here we go. Oh. Bombhole. Granier. What is up? I'm so happy to hear you're having Denver or on the show. <laughs> Denver, we all love you. I can't wait to listen to this episode. I got a quick two-part question for you. Part one, how long have you been playing the guitar for? Mm. Part two, what is the swarming locust? Mm. Can't wait to listen. Peace. It's a good question. Sick. Yeah. Love you, Pat. Uh, sick. <laughs> how long have I been playing the guitar for, Pat? Uh, I think I I started playing every single day um once covid came around because it was just dead space you know just like i don't even i was just like i gotta find something to do because i I guess i gotta be inside a lot (laughs) like (laughs) so i might want to and i was yeah i i had done some uh i had played a little bit of guitar when i was younger i did a college class just like intro to basic guitar at uh at the South Lake Tahoe Community College. I think it was my high school, like senior summer or junior summer going into senior year of high school. And yeah, I did a little summer class guitar vibes there and an acting class too, which was sick. Uh, sick. Yeah, acting like a monkey and shit. Just like, ah, just weird. <laughs> like acting's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I've been playing guitar for... I mean, I stopped for a few years and then went back to it during COVID. Um, and I've been playing ever since, almost every single day, just trying to learn. And that's, you know, that, like, music has changed my life so much in the last few years. And it's unreal. Um, and Swarming Locusts, for Pat's second question, is my is uh, the band that we started, Pat, Joey Fava, Pat Fava, Joey Fava, and myself. Um, and you know, we don't know it, it might turn into something else in the future. Who knows? I mean, I love those guys so much and it's so fun playing with them. We have, we've wrote a few songs, um, but I think we've had four or five shows maybe all in like homies backyards and it's just a jam band. Like we just pull up you're we like, practice you're basically fish is what you're saying yeah oh yeah <laughs> fishing hard dude fishing for compliments and tell us we're good but yeah we're swarming. we're swarming um yeah mike rav named it 
which is super dope. We were just skating one day, and he's like, you guys like he Mike's just notorious for naming things and snowboarding, like the dust box and just, yeah. So we were like, Oh, he said that we're using that. Like, that's dope. Um, yeah, it's just us having fun and enjoying music and enjoying each other's company. We haven't played together in a while, so hopefully it happens again soon. And yeah, we just show up at the backyards and jam. It's so dope. Get people hyped, wear a scarf over the head. Don't look up for an hour (laughs) and a half, you know, just just going crazy it's sick it's good good vibes you know it's so cool like snowboarding right now and the space and the generation you know your guys's generation especially it's like it's like a really cool melting pot of cultural like i mean not cultural but like like music you know art like rav is painting and and you guys are make everybody's making music and some people are making clothes and it's like this kind of it's this cool renaissance of snowboarding and creativity merging i see in a lot of your guys' circles it's like really special yeah for sure and it comes back to you know the people that are older and have been in the industry longer than us showing us that it's okay to be ourselves and create and like rav mm-hmm. and uh neil cool. shack and um desiree and um yeah i mean like some of jill's there's this jill's friend uh kayla makes music and she's her her tag scramp scramp i don't know if anyone, shout out scramp scramp her music's kind of dope a little darker vibe but i fuck with it it's just like cool like meeting people that like to make music or art or whatever and expressing yourself it's like this is what we're supposed to do so and i and i yeah i think rav has been almost the leading entity in like making it cool as fuck mm-hmm. to That's be fair. yourself and create and uh Back that. share it you know yeah and especially and like mm-hmm. spirituality like he's just like a mystic mm-hmm. mystic shredder dude like that that is i mean we're gonna go let's go fucking back down into the, let's go back to the deep for a second but let's go. <laughs> when i've boiled it down to Ju- silk over there who hears me come in <laughs> on my like i'm on a up and down thing about shit like this all the time talking about creativity and stuff that we have here and you know you go to their space you go to rav space and cocard space whatever that's called the space right and you walk in there and it's like it's this incredible spot for making music and there's art all over the wall and you and it's like it's just like a hub for creativity and then and then this office you know with our crew like we come in here and we have ideas and we create and we have everything on this fucking wall is a piece of art yeah this is like a little it's a little space to create a snowboard park even a skateboard park those are kind of little they're little sanctuaries to kind of create and it's just like take that energy and and move your body and do cool stuff yeah and keep fun and apply it to every aspect of your life for mm-hmm. sure. Cause it's like every single dude walking down the street is a form of art. Like mm-hmm. I swear to God, like you can walk mm-hmm. down the street and just like, you know, like appreciating just anything you're walking by. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like appreciation is an art, you know, it's, it's crazy. And what you're putting out there. I mean, you can be a hype piece of art walking down the street or you can be sad. Exactly. <laughs> Right. A sad piece all the same, yeah. you know. Which yeah. at some point too that that helps somebody at some in some way. Like sure. Anything you create too can like like it just all connects with someone. There's always gonna be somebody who like likes that shit. And I, I've learned mm-hmm. that so much in the last few years, especially like moving out to SLC and experimenting with music and 
yeah, just it's like people love it if you love it. Like yeah, so yeah, you, yeah the passion's it. infectious. Yeah, hundred percent. Straight up. Now speaking of music, uh, I'd like to hear about your experience at the DC house um, with maybe <laughs> with some music related things yeah sick this i love this is a sick story um yeah so we're at the world quarter pipe event not this last season but the season before that in mammoth and um dc crew's got a house you know dc guys are freaking gnarly dude um you gotta you know stay clear they're crazy eco backs from you know he's a one-of-a-kind human being like so awesome and gabe ferg and all those boys um so this story is Gabe Ferguson and Scott Blum together. Great duo. Great duo. <laughs> Sick duo. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, for some reason, showed up with my guitar to that house thinking, I'll play it in front of the fire while all of us are having a nice heartwarming conversation around the campfire or some shit like that. You know, everyone's just partying. It's like, <laughs> not really that vibe. <laughs> but you never know when it can change. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I had my guitar and we're everyone's having a great time. And then I left my guitar there. And, um, you know, I, I left, I brought it there and I was like, all right, if I leave this there, it's going to get broken. And I left and I was like, damn it, I left my guitar. I almost 100% guarantee that I get to the mountain tomorrow and Gabe's, or I didn't know who was going to break it, but I was just like, it's probably going to be broken tomorrow. So we get on hill and, uh, everyone's like warming up for the event. And I'm like hiking the QP trying to figure it out. And Gabe walks up to me, just like trying to hide in his, you know, he's like trying to be a fucking good human and tell me what happened, but also just be like, I'm saying, I don't want to tell you like, <laughs> but he walks up to me and he's like, dude and as soon as he says dude i'm just like ah i knew it like he's like dude i broke your guitar dude and i'm just like i was i was like i'm not even mad like that's kind of hilarious like it's hilarious yeah. i'm so bummed in the moment obviously i'm like fuck how am i gonna play music now like now i gotta wait and save up money and buy a guitar and that sucks because i i'm yeah i just don't want to do that um and then he's like, yeah, dude, like Scott and I got into it and we were just hanging around the fire and then somehow your guitar gets smashed and, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Scott's burning it. And I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> it's so aggressive. Like, I don't know why it had to come to that just point. Just take it to the next just level. Just like, yeah, so good. Uh, shout out Scott Blum. I love you. Um, and yeah, dude, <laughs> it was just messed up. And then the next day uh, or that, that day, that afternoon after the event, um, or maybe during the event, Scott came up to me and he's like, dude, I got a guitar to give you. Like, I feel so shitty and like, that's just such a bummer. And, um, yeah, it was so cool. He hooked it up with this sick Spanish nylon string guitar. It's like one of my favorite things. I actually literally was doing a handstand at the beach in Tahoe the other day and I like fell the wrong direction right on top of it and like snapped the neck a little and I'm just so heartbroken and it was just the silliest shit ever, but he hooked it up, which was really cool. And then uh, Russell Winfield also hooked it up. He's like, dude, like, that sucks. Do you want a, like, I got this hookup through this, I can't remember the guitar, guitar company at this moment. It's pissing Fender. me off. No, that would be sick, though. I mean, Martin. Classic. Um, no, it's it like, 
starts with a G, but it's not like a Gibson. I don't know. It's something else. But he's got a Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes Benz. <laughs> um, yeah. So he <laughs> he just like hooked it up and I got I got two out of one. So That's great. It was dope. And also, like, as much <laughs> as you are a victim of losing your guitar, and that is sad, there is this part of me that, like, when somebody gets fucked up and focuses a guitar and then burns it for no reason, where I'm like, yes, like, sick. we're going to be okay. Oh, like, that's the thing. Snowboarding is going to be okay. That needs to happen. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to, but we're like, it. it's just perfect. Do yeah. you know? And and I brought it over there so it could get broke. <laughs> yes, yes. You, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to thank Blum and Gabe for their service as I, well. Yeah, me thank too. you for your service. Commemorate. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. That was pretty funny, dude. They're so awesome. Though. Like when people are fucked up, just focusing things for no reason. You're just like, yes, yeah, dude. I mean, it could have been anyone too, and I still probably wouldn't have been that mad. But it was Scott Blum breaking my guitar, dude. Like that's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> Expected, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, you can fix that neck. My brother's a professional guitar repair. At uh, acoustic what? music here in Salt Lake, there's actually a name for him. He's a, he's like a pro guitar builder now. Dude, let's go. I forget what they I'm call. I'm gonna take him. that in while I'm here. Yeah, that'd be so dope. Go ask for Aaron. Aaron Jones. Sick. He'll All fix right. it up. Yeah, you gotta line me up with that. All right, we're gonna get into hot takes. Uh, hot takes doesn't have a sponsor, so let's say it's presented by Dang Shades. Shout out to my boy Beresford. Yeah. Ow! Um, and, um, I think that, uh, we're going to do what we normally do and just run through it. So we got, uh, the Michael Jordan of snowboarding, AKA the goat, both male and female. Who you got? Um, Travis Rice and Jamie. That's mine for sure. Great answer. Yep. Okay. Would you consider snowboarding an art or a sport? Art. Who is the most underrated snowboarder? Mm. That's a hard one. In your opinion. Right now, in my eyes, the most underrated snowboarder is, um, well, Dylan Okorowski is pretty underrated, I think. Um, yeah, he's insane. I think a lot of people know why, but, uh, yeah, he's insane. He's just like, he's a superhero. He's a little superhero that doesn't even know it, for sure. Okay, steel or powder? Um, right now, steel. I was gonna say there's only okay. one answer. Good answer. One, so. yeah. <laughs> I think your forum, your forum contract depends on that. No. Okay, best style. <laughs> best style. Uh, Danimals or taxwood. Mm. Best method. Nicholas Mueller. Favorite snowboard video. Yeah, landline still. Favorite snowboard graphic ever? That one's sick. Dude, Jeremy just showed me these car ones the other day. Uh, they're like forum little like sports car ones that we were talking about. Yeah, old those maybe ones 2007 are, forum. Those ones are so sick. I was just fucking with those a lot. Yeah, you were vibing on those. Yeah, those are dope. Um, yeah, that one. Good luck finding those. <laughs> I'll text you the JPEG. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed on that. 
Godspeed. Dude, I love the forum purple, but I'm not going to derail. But that, oh, or derail. his his graphic, the I purple. I almost brought that in or, for you today, actually. I, get, or I really like um, uh, Jed Anderson's art is just, like, awesome. So kind of anything that Jed's doing or Cole, mm-hmm. Navin, like those. I love that just, like, snowboarders making their own art for their mm-hmm. graphics. I think that's just super important to me. So, yeah, those guys have some really cool ones. Okay. So. Uh <laughs> Pants over the high back or under the high back? Um, I like one over, one under. <laughs> one over, one under. <laughs> one you. over, one under. You know, keep it chill. No, definitely, chill. Uh, definitely under. <laughs> uh, heli boarding three people. Anywhere you want to go, just good times. Who are you taking? Damn. Mm. Um, BMO, Blake Moeller, Miles, and Luke Lund. For sure. I uh, just, those, that... That combination of human beings on snowboards to all together mm-hmm. is just like it's the best snowboarding Miles. I've ever had. Miles Fallon, Blake Moeller, and Luke Lund, yeah. You stony copter too in there. <laughs> stony, <laughs> fucking a stony copter. Bob, you know Marley Bob Mr. Bob Marley's up there hanging out. Yeah, just kicking. Hanging. Yeah. Good edit name. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh what's your take on the beaver slap in the lift line? Are you hitting that thing? You chilling? What's your vibe? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, especially if it makes people mad. Yes. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, chill. I don't know. Relax. Mm-hmm. It's just snow and a loud noise, I guess. I don't know. Okay, last question. <laughs> Unless your ears are sensitive. <laughs> Worst trend. Oh, there's so many bad trends in the world, but worst trend in snowboarding. Um, uh, just self annihilation. I don't know. Just like mm. tearing yourself down before you even get to try the trick or talk to the person or yeah, just just beating your taking yourself out of the game before even starting. Yeah. Sick answer. Negative self talk, maybe would be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know the. There's a word for that. Self deprecation. That's a good one. I don't even know what deprecation means. I think self-annihilation is self-annihilation. perfect. Self-annihilation. It's dramatic. and Yeah, I, yeah it's, I like it. I know the word annihilation better than deprecation. Deprecation. Deprecation would be Depre- shitting on yourself. It which would. Is pretty good. Well, that's also a bad trend. That's actually, think. but that's like comedy. That's like comedians. It's like that's good. It's right. Good well, so that it's good on a stage. Yeah. But like, if you're in line, you know, in your head, it's not good. Try not to shit in line. Oh shit! Shitting, yeah, shitting your pants in line on yourself. Yeah, not good. Not good. <laughs> Flowing out the high back. No, you don't want that. <laughs> Especially when you <laughs> got that, that that serious Gore-Tex where that's just like. Well, if you got your pants tucked in. or your ninja under suit. high back, yeah, you can yeah. keep it in there. Over high back, you get it to drain out. Yeah. <laughs> Over high back. <laughs> also so might be something to consider <laughs> next <OG>. guest. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a anyway. Another good story. Rain plug on them. All right, it's time for pub beer roulette. Uh, basically, the concept is you spin the roulette wheel, you throw a thing in there, and uh, Silk, why don't you tell us what the fuck's going on with this? All thing? right, I'll take over for you. It's time to spin to win for some cheap fun. Presented by Pub Beer. No matter what you're doing, cracking open a pub beer is cheap fun and always a safe bet. All right, he just spun. What did you get? A six pack. Four pack. Four pack. Four? Oh, he did. He got a four, four pack. Four pack Shakur. Okay. So basically, <laughs> here, here's Shakur. the situation <laughs> is that uh, th- we have a tally going. It's currently at 97 beers. 
Now you can add the tally till it gets to 1,000 beers and keep passing it along. Or you can take 97 plus 6, 103 beers. Plus, plus 4. Plus 4. 101 beers. So you have the option of 101 beers, uh, or you can pass it to the next guest. It's a good number. Uh, I think I'm going to keep the beers. Wow. And Love that. take them to Sugar House Kickball. So what? 101 beers donated to Sugar House Kickball. So if anyone's right. trying to play a good game of kickball and uh, drink some pub beer, we'll go. Next round. When is that? This Friday. Oh, so I, I mean, I guess it's you're not going to hear this, but. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. <laughs> Sorry. <It's amazing. laughs> All right. Don't go. You, <laughs> you missed. You missed that. They'll, there might be some left over for the next one. Just getting annihilated. I think snowboarding can clean 101 of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. a Friday? For 101 sure. pubs. Yeah. Dude, I think we should maybe talk. Uh, you got who, Who's supporting the kid these days? Who do you got? Uh, yeah, right now, Liquid Death is a big supporter. The biggest one I got, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And House, House Supply. Um, shout out Daryl Mathis. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Forum. Forum. We're getting forum, forum stuff dialed. Um, and, uh, I've been flowed Vans boots. I've been on the Vans tester program for a while. My old snowboard coach, uh, Garrett Gibb was the designer up until about a week ago, designing the technology in the boots and yeah, bummed to see him go, but my good buddy Marco Gooding is now the lead designer there. I'm pretty sure, and um, I'm still doing the tester program. I love those boots, so shout out Vans boots. And you're rocking um, Dane goggles and shades. Dane shades, yeah. Shout out Chris. Just saw Chris yesterday. I love Beresford. He's the shit. I'm really stoked. We got some cool stuff going on with him, and uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna do some graphics for them and just help him grow. And uh, yeah, I want to see him take his company to a whole new level for sure, and I want to be a big part of it. So I'm excited for that. Cool. Um, yeah. We always like to ask our guests the setups that you ride, like what snowboard specifically you ride and what bindings. Um, what's the what's the deal? Just walk us through that whole thing. Um, yeah. So I ride a 55, 54-55 in the streets. Um, it's nice and light, small. It's easy to get, you know, whip around and maneuver well and um i got size 11 feet so it definitely is hard to go carve with that board it's definitely a little skinny so when i'm riding the resort i'll probably ride a 57 to a 160 um depending on pal or the day you know um yeah if i'm feeling jibby i'll go for the 57 if i'm feeling jumpy i'll go for the 60 for sure especially going to mammoth um and then I've been running some now bindings. Uh, shout out JF. He's dope. So Super sick. nice homie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those bindings are sick. I love them. And What's your angles? With them. Uh, I run 12, 12. Yeah. yeah. 12, negative 12? 12, negative 12, yeah. Dang. And then Mirrored. You- I try to mirror it. So when I'm riding switch, I feel exactly the same. I think a lot of people like to feel like they're riding switch, but I just want to. I want it to be like like a mirror image or trying. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, and then tuning your board. Do you detune those things? Do you keep the edges razor sharp? Uh, yeah, razor sharp out the bag. Just run it. 
I don't think it's because I'm hard. I think it's because I'm lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just don't really have time to fucking detune a board. Like, I'm trying to go shred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, real. Those are real, real deal. Problems. I have time, you know. I got time, but I just don't do it. I've never done it, so it's just like I haven't started. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm regular as well. I'm a regular snowboarder. Cool. Mm-hmm. Any any other weird setup things that you do that you can think of? Um, sticker jobs looking pretty good. Yeah, I love my I love my sticks. That's for sure. Um, how shout, long? How shout long? out Slush and Torment. Love you, love you guys. What do you think the like appropriate amount of time to spend on a sticker job is? Uh, ten minutes to a whole day. Mm. Yeah, got it. Okay, I, Grace. I went. I was in uh, Michigan and I was staying at Grace Warner's house, like meeting her fam and just like getting to know her better and. Winkleman was there, and we were there for the the uh, heavy metal event, and she literally took all day to put her stickers on. And I was, she was just like, "This is fucked. Like, I don't know what I'm doing." I'm like, "Y'all, it's, do you like you want it? How you want it? It's dope. Like, don't compromise for anybody ever. <laughs> Fuck that, you know. Especially with anything, like straight up, real deal, dude. When you, I've done sloppy sticker jobs, and every time I look at my board, you're like. But you do that right one. I don't know if you guys ever do this. Like every time I set up a board, I like especially lately, I've, I've got a new technique. I'm c- kind of more, I used to be old head style where you kind of, uh, I don't know, stagger towards the binding. And now I'm more like north to south, I guess, which I've noticed is a little more new gen. I'm trying to stay on trend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my last couple sticker jobs, I get done and I, I set it across the garage and I just look at it. <laughs> And I'm like, so I'm just like, fuck, that looks good. You know what I mean? And and when it's real, when you like, when you see your board on the rack, and then you you go to strap in, and your shit's just looking right. I mean, people can make fun of me for that, but like, I, I enjoy I enjoy when you look down and the shit looks right. Dude, straight up for sure. And like, I love a little empowering sticker. Everyone, I had one on there. It was just like, it said, "Love the essence of the universe and everything," mm. and it was just like little shit like that to look down at. Like I'm, I'm on my board all day long riding, you know, like it's nice to have something like that to look down at for sure. It's just like, you can decorate. I love it. It's just I'm going awesome. home if my sticker's off mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> yeah, dude, straight yeah. up or just not looking down. No, the I'm rest of the day going home. You're just going. Yeah, yeah, throw it, yeah, throw that shit in. Doesn't or pulling it. sticker. Yeah, yeah, pulling tarp. <laughs> yeah, pull tarp. Pull, pull tarp. Sticker. Sticker. It's distraction. All right, man. I think we did it. It's been a really fun podcast. We always like to ask, you know, before we wrap this thing up, do you want to throw any thank yous or last words out? Uh, yeah, I'm stoked for how this went, and I'm yeah very juiced for the future. Uh, just want to thank you. To Pat Bridges uh, for just kind of like, yeah, very first person to like in snowboarding and like at the heart of snowboarding to just like make me feel like I was accepted. And all he did was reply to an email of me like wanting to go to the super park. But it was just like that has changed the trajectory of my life forever. So thank you, Pat Bridges, forever. That's all it takes sometimes. Straight up. Um. Shout out Bodie, Merrill. I love you. You're the shit. Such an inspiration. Pat Moore. Um, um, Eastone. Shout out Eastone. Such a inspiring human being. And the words that he, I mean, he said very, not, not a ton of conversations with Eastone, but like always so good. And um, he's just such an important person in snowboarding. And I love him.
Yeah, I love that you mentioned Eastone. Uh, God, we, you know, here at the Bombhole and myself have so much love for Ethan, and we've been through so much. And, uh, you know, just so the listeners know, dude, I fucking love Ethan, and I talk to him a couple times a week, and uh, it's fucking awesome. So just so you guys know that, uh, that's just something I wanted to share, and, and we got nothing but love, so... Uh, but yeah, continue, continue he's going. The best. I, I didn't want to just support like, his like, uh, yes. podcast. Yeah, as he's well. got some new shit going. He's got Stony's Buds. He's got his print shop. He's got Nomi mugs. Dude, he's he's nailing. So, so anyway, um, but yeah, continue with your thank you. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think um, shout out Barry Christie. I love you. Thank you, um, Al Grogan, um, Jesse Bertner, um. Everyone at Mervin who who was there in that part of my life, Max Warbington, a huge, huge fucking entity in my journey through snowboarding, um, Trey Squad, dude, like everyone, just like I've literally feel so welcome in snowboarding. And now that my mindset has changed on who I am as a person, it's like mm-hmm. everyone has been so welcoming, and it's just like snowboarding is the best, and uh, I feel so blessed to be a part of it, and I hope I can continue to spread love and just share this stoke and bring positivity because it's what we need always mom and dad love you so much brother i love you so much big bro you're my inspo um all my homies dust box you guys are the shit um swarming locust true crew shout out true crew that's our jack warble dom and our other friend hansen we rap it's dope deal with it um <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i'm fucking I, if i forgot anyone i love you love it dude mm-hmm. dude it's been a fun chat jones thank you for coming on thanks for having me it's been great amazing been fun silk d nice work back there in the silky studio thank you so much <laughs> thanks Silk. door thanks again for coming on and, and uh everybody that tunes in and supports and and ev- anybody that uh just in all everybody in snowboarding we got mad love so uh, appreciate you guys all patreon sponsors everybody uh and we got another episode coming at you uh two weeks from now so appreciate you guys thank you so much thanks guys thank over you. and out from the bomb hole